Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 Thanksgiving week. Remember uh, that Thursday and Friday are going to be our big Thanksgiving shows. And they're going to be some great ones. But this week, it's all feels like the first time. I think Farner put it best when they said feels like the first time. Feels like the very first time. Uh, we all sit back and say we remember the first time. Some people think of the first time as the worst time. Some people will never get better. But we're going to have some of our favorite guests the first time that they came in to do the show. This is exciting. Because you never know what's going to happen that first time, you know? It's that... That feeling. Like, is it going to go right or is it going to turn into a fucking hellhole? Sail across the stormy sea. I always expect it to go good. If that's what it takes I never meet anybody where I'm like, going, this is going to go bad. To show how much you mean. I remember the first time I met you, Chris Stanley. Oh, I sort of remember it. You were drunk? Yeah. Jumped out of the shadows at me? Outside Hunter College. Ugh. What's bad about Hunter College? But you also came to that uh, party we threw when we came back. The BB Kings, yeah. Yeah. I was there. You were just a shitty listener back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Getting fucking hammered on. XM's dime. Well, that was uh, Don Wiki Wicklin pulled that gig together. 
free open wine, open beer. That was nice. Yeah, it was a great time. I don't know how that happened, but just handing out free brews oh, I, to everybody I, who wanted one. I took advantage. You take advantage of us ever since. Oh, God, no. Uh, first time I met Shelby was online. He sent an email that he wanted to come to uh, New York. Do you remember that, Shelby? Do you remember that fondly? And you sent horrific stand-up comedy that you have done. I wish I would have saved that, but it was so cringy that I thought, well, this is kind of funny. The kid wants to intern, and he's green enough to send something along like this to me. I thought it was pretty good. Do you still? A quality five minutes. Do you still have it? I, I, I could find it. Maybe I do. If you can find it, uh, we'll go over it one day. Uh, I remember first time I met uh, Fez Watley, I was in my, I'd say, early 20s. And Fez kept referring to me, uh, and I was the MC of the show that he wanted to be part of. And he kept referring to, and he's, you know, only a couple years younger, and kept calling me Mr. Bennington the entire day. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not kidding when I've never said this. Another human being had never called me he was Mr. <laughs> Bennington. No. Two like, firsts. Even like when I would go to a store with my credit card, they would <laughs> just go, all right, here's your credit card back, Ron. <laughs> you were in a position of authority. I always have been, no matter where I've been. You would have called me that at age seven then. Like, what am I going to do to take over this dump? Uh, and you were a bottom. You were a natural bottom. Right from the start. Well, we're uh, going to uh, pick out some of our favorite people, their first times uh, coming through here. Michael Che, who at the time was not the Michael Che that he is now. No. And this isn't all that long ago. Do you remember the first time he came in? This was, this. You came in. he came in in January of this year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think it was that long ago. So he came in as we were just told, hey, this is a funny kid. And in that time, uh, he put out a special, uh, then turned around and got on a television show uh, that John Stewart does called The Daily Show, did that for a few weeks, and got picked up for SNL. It's a roller coaster. Big year for Mr. Michael Che. A little bit. Just slightly large. He was just a writer then on that show. We're, we didn't even know like what sketches and, he was In the meantime, of. all of us have been just sitting in the same chairs. <laughs> Nothing has happened in our lives. Well, unless you want to count more Fez stents. And the next surgery. Yeah, that's right. This time last year, Fez was two and a half inches taller. Most of it neck. Hmm. God, Fez, take off with it. Um, Dick Kenley, that shit. Yeah, extra heart attack, th four stents, and uh, uh, a new neck bone since that. Uh, since we first met Michael Che. That's the facts, Jax. You just got the hard truth from Mr. F.M. Watley. It is Thanksgiving week, and it feels like the first time. When they were so young, so precious, 
so delicate. Tender. Before we deflowered them all. This is our first time with Michael Che. This is the best of Ron and Fez. It's the Ron Fez Show, and we're happy to say this. Michael Che has stopped by with us. What's up, guys? How you doing? Dude, everything is happening for you right now. You're going to make history. I was going to say a baby. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if I had to bet, I'd say, yeah, that's also going to be part of it. I but, hope not. That would really put a damper on things. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, you're out on the road. You're doing stuff. Oh, no. I'm, I'm like really well behaved on the road. Are you really? No. I'm not. How could you be? There's too much time. I don't want to be. There's too much time in the day for a comedian to get, you know. Yeah, there's like two things I'm going to be able to do in Wichita. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot to do. They don't have a really big night scene there. And one of them is a Philip Seymour Hoffman amount of heroin. <laughs> Just like, after a while, <laughs> you say to yourself... How can I spend the next 23 hours? Yeah, that, that stuff scares me. I don't mess with that. Just snort it at first. You'll be fine. Just snort it at first and break a little bit. I just started uh, drinking liquor straight. How long? Really? Sort of, yeah. So up to this, what what age did you first start drinking? I mean, I started drinking as a kid. Like, you know, you drink as a kid. You're like yeah. 12, 13 years old or whatever. Right. You have a drink. But, like, I didn't start drinking drinking until, like, comedy. Or, you know, like yeah, like in twins, like you start just see? because you're at a bar every single night, and people are handing you shots, and they're paying you in liquor. Yeah, yeah, it's it's brutal. This I know so many people like. In, I don't think anybody in comedy has like not quit drinking once. Right. You just feel like you have to stop right. drinking. There's always, uh, and then of course, other bad choices. There's way worse. Yeah, yeah. that come along, including. Waitresses, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like you said, you're in Wichita. You're in Wichita. What You've been are you in You flew in do? Indiana six times that year. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, but you're gonna be the first comedian on Seth Meyers. I'm really excited about that. That's history, dude. That's yeah, a yeah, historic that's spot. Really, that's fun. Like I, that really makes me feel good that he would even ask me to do it. It was it was really cool. Well, I don't know what you saw. There's the Daily News did a story that said. With the Tonight Show moving to New York, mm -hmm. it puts a lot more emphasis on the New York club scene as well, and this is going to be great for the New York clubs. I I agree. I think I think the New York uh, scene is probably um, was going to get a lot of heat anyway. Just it just felt that way. It's like everybody's here. You know? uh -huh. It's like everybody comes here to do comedy. Not everybody's from here, but everybody comes here to right. do comedy at the same places. So it's you know like you see like a lot of bar shows are, are kind of surpassing clubs where people like club people people from clubs are asking me how to get on shows <laughs> that's in like bars and stuff, which right. used to be the opposite because that's kind of where the industry goes. It seems like, but yeah, it's definitely something where everybody wants to be. You got three of the big late night shows here. And, you know, they're like the cool ones, you know, so. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's also good. It's more jobs. It's more writing jobs. It's more people, it's yeah. more jobs. But the sitcoms is why a lot of comics go out. 
to L.A., right? You get yeah. seen by those people. But, I mean, what? how many sitcoms do they make now? Is everything, it's true. You know? It really is true. Ugh. There's not too many. I think Tom Papa might have landed like a pilot with CBS, but... Good. It's good. It is good. Yeah. There's not a lot of sitcom opportunities, though. I got an idea for Tom Papa. He could call Tom Papa and the New Girl and just try to do <laughs> and try to do two things, his thing. But then he also has like a hipster girl yeah. hanging around doing stuff. Double the ratings. Double the ratings. How come it isn't like with everybody going to comic book movies? Why isn't Tom Papa trying to do a comic book TV show? <laughs> you should. Yeah. One. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would too. I'd watch Tom Papa read the newspaper. I would watch him do anything right yeah, now. Fucking Tom Papa. What did I just see him in the other night? It was a small. It was like from years ago. It was a small part, and you're just fucking cracking up. He just comes out. He nails it, and you just see him kind of blend back into him. He's always very funny though. Yeah. Always love to see him in a in a movie. Uh, what about you? Would you do a sitcom? I know you're writing for SNL, but um. I would do one, but it would have to be something that, like, I could, I felt confident that I can do. I don't want to do something just because they'll let me. Right. You know, like, you kind of don't want to get caught in that. I feel like with stand-up, stand-up is, like, a, such a, a unique thing where if you're good to your fans and you're, you're, you're honest with your fans, you have a good product, they will follow you forever. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to make certain kind of giant leaps and money grabs for it because you'll always be able to work if you, your fans will come with you if you keep delivering an hour you know and you keep delivering good material right and there'll be opportunities out there you know and you think a bad sitcom could oh, ruin man. that between the two of them it could ruin it could ruin your faith in show business there's people yeah. on shows that they can't get out of and they're miserable and then you know now now I, could you imagine you're trying to do a set about your life and everybody keeps yelling Urkel at you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, got, it's impossible. I would much rather do something that I feel good about that if they yelled it, I wouldn't be uncomfortable with it, you know? Yeah. Still, I would I I I trade places with Urkel right now. <laughs> I would just say if there was some kind of genie, which by the way could make a great TV show. If you want to pitch this? I think it's already been a TV every, show every week about you, a genie. Yeah, you switch places, but only with Urkel, and everyone has to decide whether they want to do Urkel or not. I mean. Doing Urkel is probably really fun, but that's because he doesn't do anything else. Right. Like, if he was Urkel and he wanted to be this sophisticated... Like, Urkel can't uh, work at The Daily Show or anything like that. People right. are like, I don't like getting my news from Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> he's Urkel, you know? But, I mean, he, but he's now he's not doing anything else, so he's yeah. fine. He's cashed out at Urkel. See, that would be the thing. Would you want a hit show that did well for five years and you made a lot of money... Mm -hmm. Or had a longer career, but you never hit that kind of mass appeal. You know, what I, I mean? would like the longer career because mass appeal hurts. It's you it's can't get hurts. out of it. it you yeah. can't get out of it. It can only get sad. That's the only thing. You can either stay right. famous or get sad. It's the only way around yeah. it. Where it's like, oh man, I saw Urkel working at the bank. It can't get anything or. Urkel hit his girlfriend. It's not. This is not news, by the way. I'm not yeah. breaking stories on Urkel. This is just hypothetically speaking. Well, remember the night... Urkel's somewhere like, what the fuck is going on? Remember the night that uh, Kramer got... Michael Richards got in all the trouble? Exactly. They were yelling at him. Of course. Like, you're washed up and you haven't done nothing but Kramer. And then you think to yourself, that's like yelling at Ringo Starr. Mm -hmm. All you've done is the Beatles, dude. You know what I mean? Like, what more can you possibly do... You know, in terms of popularity, than play Kramer on Seinfeld, and yet that can still 
be used against you. Yeah, and and he's had a, like if he would have retired before Seinfeld, he would have had a good body of work as sure. a comedian. You know, like he would have been a, considered a successful comedian. He was big. He was a good. You know, he was he was a yeah. working comedian. You know, and then Seinfeld is. You know, that's after that they don't want to see you do anything else. They don't want to see Kramer and right and anything else. You know, so but it it, it got to him. You see, he lost yeah. it. I, th- I hope he lost it. I hope that's just not something that was just in the back of his mind, where he's like, oh, yeah, I could pull out this one thing I was working on. <laughs> I don't have it completely fleshed out. I don't want to be screaming. I want to just walk the fucking entire room. I usually do this without a segue, but now, oh, this is great. This looks like crowd work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for him. And now he can't do anything else. That's it. No one That's else. It. He hasn't even been able to get into the car and drink coffee with Jerry. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody else is like, do you want to go out in the car for coffee? But He's he hasn't called Kramer. <laughs> Michael Che is going to be at Laugh Boston at the Western Boston Waterfront. Uh, that's starting this Thursday through Saturday. Then the American Comedy Company in San Diego, March 13th through the 15th. And Late Night with Seth Meyers, Friday, February 28th. You already have that set worked out. Yeah, I have it. I have the jokes worked out, but now I'm just I'm just making sure I get the order down uh-huh. right. Yeah, so I'm gonna just be like noodling with it all week. Is somebody from to... the show going with you to do that, or I you'll... send it to them? Yeah, and they, you know, we go back and forth. It's late nights very specific because it's all timing and yeah, you know, it's really important. And, and this is this is Seth's first week, so like, I'm, I'm really like taking a lot of. Taking a Did you watch Jimmy last night? I didn't get to see it. I was working all night. I didn't get to see it. How was it? Was it good? Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, Jimmy's Jimmy's like born for late night. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he's so likable, and he came out very vulnerable, but they did... They did this really wild U2 thing where they were playing on top of... Um, 30 Rock, you know, whatever that is, in the winter. And, like, here's the thing that you can tell the the smartness of Lorne Michaels is it happens in the middle of the show so we can get the sunset. I mean, it's stunning. It's a winter sunset. And it's like the thing that you have to be a real producer to think of that shit. It's a movie shot. Yeah. You know? And it was just like phenomenal. Like, shit, I've never seen anything like this on TV before. And then you got Will Smith, who's the biggest star in the world. And they do a dance together. And then the Roots are doing stuff with you, too. And, you know, they're already there they're already there yeah it's even like working on the show working at snl you just like the production minds because i'm not really i don't come from a tv background i don't come from sketch writing or whatever so like getting to work in there and i just have a funny idea and they make it happen it's it's amazing the speed of the show people don't realize how fast that show is made and when you when you realize that it's in a week and it's live but when you see it being made you're like how in the hell did you make this world from something that i you know it's not like i sat down with somebody and they're drawing it like I, I write it and they create it and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like, and they <laughs> yeah. know how to do it in a week. It's yeah. amazing. And not only in a week, they they take those sets and break them down ta- yeah. during commercials. Yeah. So if you're there watching, you're basically watching that shit as much as you are the comedy. You're like, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? And boom, it's unreal. It gets done. It's unreal. Like that show is really cool to be a part of for that. They, but but they're but that just goes to what you're saying. It's like their production minds. They know exactly. Exactly right. how it should be produced, what they need to do to produce it, get the cast, you know, make sure everything, get, everybody can get out of makeup, in and out of makeup. It, it's really fascinating to watch. Well, see, I think that that was Conan's big problem was he didn't 
didn't take Lauren as part of the L.A. deal. And I don't think he would have got leaned on like he did uh, if if Lauren was there to keep an eye on that. And you, you see this. I think it's Spike Lee does the opening. And the opening is fucking... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Spike Lee shot the opening. Um, Jimmy's smart, man. Like, yeah. he, he knows, like, he has his finger on the pulse, man. Like, you take Spike Lee doing the opening and the Roots band, and he's got, you know, his, his chemistry with Justin. Like, he's smart. He knows how to. All right, well, here, just hit the. Did we put up the 100 bucks? We'll play that for Michael. So, Jimmy does this thing where he goes over and sits down at the desk and says, uh,. A friend of mine. Oh, oh did the titty already fuck us up? Uh, yeah, it's like half the, the site might be too slowed down, um, but you could probably find it somewhere else if you can't find it up there. But he does this premise where he goes, "A friend of mine bet me a hundred bucks that I would never be able to host the Tonight Show. We'll just watch it and count this a little bit." Go ahead. This is happening. Uh, I'm really sitting here. I want to say thanks to all the fans for all their support and uh, to my buddy who said that I'd never be the host of The Tonight Show. And you know who you are. You owe me a hundred bucks, buddy. <laughs> you do. Uh, we do have a... Uh... So, here comes Robert De Niro. Uh... Robert De Niro shows up, gives him a hundred bucks. Uh... Out comes Tina Fey. They give him a hundred bucks. Tina looks great. Yeah, she, does. she always looks great. Broadway Joe Namath to give him a hundred bucks. So right away they got the New York royalty down. Giuliani. So smart. Gives, yeah, it's really, really smart. And makes him kind of the prince. Mariah Carey. With one glove. Yeah, with one glove. Pulling this out of her left tit. She's so bizarre. Walking the wrong way. Yeah, just that. <laughs> just that <laughs> Tracy. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Completely selling it. So, Joan Rivers, who, by the way, hasn't been on The Tonight Shows in since 87. Really smart. And that's Savvy 49 moves. years after she first appeared in that studio. Her first time on. Kim Kardashian, which I guess li lines up a Kanye thing from later. Seth Rogen. So it's a strange order. I think they kind of yeah. <laughs> kind of running out of people. <laughs> Is it me next? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Oh, wow. With the Sex in the City. What's her name? Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker. Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> that's, that's a really smart way to incorporate it, every... Real Mike Tyson. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. The king of the city. So you really are in this thing of, yes, he's already there as the show starts. I don't know what Mike is breaking character <laughs> whispered something. I think he told him to mail letter form. This is producer's ear. Yeah. Gaga. Oh, Lady Gaga. She's wearing a, a horse's tail. Perfect. Thank you, buddy. Offering the blow him, I believe. 
She was a very sweet lady. And then Stephen Colbert is just pouring pennies all over the place. That's really funny. And yeah, it's just this thing to say he's already... <laughs> you're going to be getting all this stuff. And the studio looks great. It's... <laughs> Colbert is yeah. funny. Yeah, Colbert. To 11.30, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. It's really smart. Yeah. And it's I think really that's, smart. you know, that's the thing that's going to work for him is he's like surrounded himself with really, really good people. You know, I remember when he got the roots, I, I did the Unmasked show with him. And I was thinking to myself, all right, you got the roots. That'll last six months to a year before they. Five years. Questlove is like, I'm going to do this till I'm 60. You know what I mean? And that uh, that band is just uh, And he phenomenal. incorporates them perfectly into the show. It's not like they're just the band, you know, like he or like he's just doing jokes right. to them. Like they do real bits, man. It it's really yeah. they they do a great job on that show. Well, they also just added the Dab King's horn section, which is brilliant. So there's like ten or eleven of those guys on stage now. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh Seth and uh and Fred, that's gonna be fun. I couldn't <laughs> believe that be move. Great. Could you? Could you believe and that? I he... thought it was. I thought it was brilliant because yeah. it's like, you know, you got the roots, you know. Right. So that meant it's like okay, it's a completely different direction. You and know also what I mean? Seth can do bits and there's with so much comedy. You just added double the comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? With with Fred there too. Now you're like, oh, that's 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 two now. Um. Seth, uh, how how bad is that going to be with him leaving SNL? Though? How much does that hurt? You know what? Like SNL is such a machine, mm -hmm. and these guys have been doing it for thirty nine years. Like even no matter who leaves, you're always like, well, I guess they know how to restock. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the Yankees or whatever, or like the the Red Sox. You're like, yeah, I, they're gonna be able to retool, but it's hard to imagine without yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's hard to imagine Jeter leaving, but that doesn't mean the Yankees will never be good again. You know? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's he's a huge presence in the just in the building. Just as far as no matter what you need. He's working on 10 things, just re reading stuff that, you know, you just need eyes on it. Go to Seth, you know, like he's and, uh, and there's a lot of guys like that, too. Mm -hmm. Joseph's like that and, and, and Tucker's like that. But um, he's a guy that's that's really going to be missed in a lot of ways. With you, you stand up first and then writing, right? Absolutely. Um, how weird was it for you to go in and kind of work that real job as a writer? It was being that the show is so strong, it made yeah. it easier for me because I, all I had to do was just have a funny idea and they'll figure out how to get it on TV. <laughs> you know, like I don't have to really produce this. Yeah. They're doing it. So then it's so I can learn. Oh, that's how you take that there, which helps me keep that in mind in the next thing I write. So I'm kind of learning on the job. But I mean, it's such a good it's so much like it's easy to 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 kind of get something good if it starts out good right you know what i mean they they know how to produce it they'll know how to get it right what's the favorite thing that you've got on the show yet my favorite thing um i think my favorite thing was this, this on the um last season i did this thing with zach galifianakis it's called um racist gym 
mm-hmm. where he played this racist Eminem greeter, <laughs> and he had to <laughs> he had to apologize to each and every person in the in the <laughs> in the store that he just offended, and it was it was a lot of fun. He kept calling, he kept asking Nassim which kind of Indian she was, and and <laughs> it was just like really she's Pakistani, but <laughs> but it, but that was like fun because it was just we were just writing racist jokes you know and we were just figured out a way to get it on tv it was and he sold it so well because he's like this he plays the real innocent genuine guy but he's saying these horrible things it was perfect anybody else it would have just been too raw but with him it was silly enough you know yeah. so it was a lot of fun to, to do that one and it was also just a bare bone sketch it was just like a simple premise no one was moving and just jokes it was good to me uh, but is that weird for you that now uh, you know it's out of your hands? Like you write it, and then you gotta hope somebody can sell it properly. Because I mean, you're used to your own timing. Yeah, that's that's the hardest thing for stand up is writing jokes from like I know how to write jokes where I score. Mm-hmm. So it's you gotta not only know how to write jokes for other people, but for other people at the same time. Every character has to kind of score, yeah. you know, or else it's just a one note. Thing you want to make it with every like that's other people getting laughs you know and that's tougher you know so it's it's a lot and and then that's something you learn at the rewrite table. Well, there's so much math to that kind of shit because uh, I got Matt LeBlanc later on in the show, and if you ever watch Friends. I think like six people have the same syllables on that show every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's getting jokes and everybody has the same amount of lines. It's so tough to do. Yeah, no no group of friends ever talk like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It rarely will you find six friends that have impeccable comedic timing. Right. And, you know, it's... and not one of them is the shy guy, yeah. the grumpy guy. They're all just showing up. They all have a good day. Yeah. It's great. And you brought you probably could. That's because eat. they don't have any black friends. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Um, let me try to think. On that show, was there any? Of, there was one. It was uh, Aisha Tyler who came after. Oh yeah, she. she yeah. Didn't she date? The, she was like dating Joey or Chandler. Yeah, something like that. My sister loved that show. The show's still on constantly, yeah. too. Yeah, it's one of those just institutions. Yeah, will never go away. I mean, you could probably watch it two and a half hours every day, easy. Yeah. You know, because I think it runs for like an hour and a half. Yeah. At, you know, from 11 Raymond, o'clock on. that show, Seinfeld. Raymond, Seinfeld, their... Um, Law and Order never goes off. Never. Law and Order is on constantly. It's starting with Modern Family now. The really? The reruns are on just for gigantic blocks. I've never seen that show. I've never seen a rerun. It, I've seen it on planes. I've never watched it on TV. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm on a plane, you know, you get the the, t- the demand right. TV. I always watch it, and I always watch every single one. It's a really funny show. Well, what's really... Th- no, this is really weird, and I brought this up before in the air, but if you watch a sitcom on TV, you'll laugh on... On an airplane, you laugh harder yeah. than you ever have. And one time we were watching King of Queens, and my whole plane was cracking up, and we fucking ended up high-fiving. <laughs> we're just like, this is fucking great. But King also the same way, on a, on a plane, if it's something sad, you'll start fighting back tears. You'll be like choked up if you're watching a sad thing. Your emotions are just raw. Do you drink a lot on planes? No, I don't drink it. I can't drink it all anymore. I think it's like that that's the only thing you have. Because like, on the ground, they'd offer you like a bag of drinks. <laughs> 
Doritos, and you're like, yeah, I don't really. Okay, yeah, that's I can true. Eat this. Yeah, because but that's in also, the plane. It's, it's exciting. like a full course meal. You're that's just, absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah, because sometimes I've never, I will never eat peanuts unless I'm in a plane, and then I want two. I want yeah. two bags. You do. You just everything That's is more important point. to you up there. But just now, notice we gotta live life up five thousand feet. Man. Live like you're in a plane should be That's our right. new fucking YOLO. That is. <laughs> That's a clunky YOLO, but I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Live like you're on a plane. But I swear to God, watch how you treat any comedy when you're on a plane. You'll fucking lose your shit, and you're thinking this is the most amazing shit ever. I don't know whether we're not getting enough oxygen up there. Or you just think, so oh, I could be dead at any moment. I think yeah. I saw episode of 30 Rock. And I was like scrambling for my headphones. Like, I, this isn't even that great of an episode, but I've seen crazy. it 50 times. Yeah. You go crazy it for it. Everything's better. Um, I've also brought this up before. For some reason, more tomato juice is, is drank on a plane than anywhere else. I don't know why, but I just think a, a plane <laughs> stinks like tomato juice. It feels right. Really? Yeah. The blood, like, do you ever run into people who drink Bloody Marys? No. Anywhere but on a plane. Chris, you drink them on a plane? Oh, yeah, of course. I drink three or four of them at the very least. It's like now, the would you ever go, go into a bar and order a Bloody Mary? No, that's a crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> See, a plane has its own fucking rules. That's true. To the universe. It's kind of annoying to on the ground because everybody has their own way of doing it. Like some guy, oh, I put like sauerkraut <laughs> on it here. <laughs> no, we'll just drink it like it's supposed to be drank. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> How about stewardesses? Aren't you a little happier to see a stewardess like than you would ever be a waitress? Stewardess are—I don't know why—but they get they jump up two points just for being stewardess. No matter yeah. what, a five is a seven. Yeah, five thousand feet in the air. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think everything is a little hotter in the air yeah. as well. Yeah. It may it may be the you know the oxygen changes, or it may be we just think in the back of our head this plane could crash, so I might as well enjoy this every moment. Yeah. Be La Bamba. That's, that's definitely it with me and the stewardess because I'm like crazy nice to a flight attendant and it's only because if anything goes wrong I want you know maybe some preferred service or comfort uh, from that what, person what, she what, can't do nothing for yeah, you she, it's not like she she's do? got she doesn't have wings <laughs> get on my back <laughs> I don't know I, I always try to sit up front like if I'm on the jet blue so I can see the st the flight attendant when we're taking off. To see if she starts crying? Yes. Oh, yeah. If she's worried, yeah. Is. But I want to make that connection before we even leave the, the jetway. See, I'm the I'm the opposite. I want to be in the back, and I don't want to know anything. If it's going down, yeah. don't even let, don't wake me up. Right. Just let me go to sleep. Play like some because sleeping glass. Because there's nothing glass. you can do. Yeah, you're done. You know? There's no. nothing anyone could do if it starts to go wrong. You and the stewardess will have the same skill level. That's right. None. <laughs> Even if there was a mechanic up there with you, you're still fucked because he can't climb out on the wing. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Just go to sleep. I prefer to die that way, actually, because there's nothing, there's literally nothing that's gonna, else is going to happen. Fuck yeah. it. Oh, wait a minute. So what, uh, compared to what other way? Like shooting death or any sort of like getting hit by a train. Going down in an airplane seems to be the best because you know there's nothing else is going to happen. You're it done for. It takes a while, though. That's the fucking <laughs> yeah. bad part. When the yeah. spin comes in, the weird spin, you know you're going to be yelling into your death. You I don't fun, want though. that at all. Yeah, I want to go peacefully in my sleep. 
See, I like the excitement of a, ver- of a plane crash. No, nah, I, mean, I don't want to know anything. I want to be in a dream and have like God wake me up and say, hey, all right, something happened. Your heart stopped while in the middle of this dream with whoever. <laughs> Here's what I worry about, though, Michael, <laughs> that you get stuck in that dream. That's the only worry. That you're dead. That's not a bad thing. Is that bad? Compared to some of the dreams I've been having lately, yeah. <laughs> fucking giant bugs fucking around, yeah. I, already, I don't want to be in there. I already completed high school. What am I doing back here? <laughs> Nude for eternity. I like it. I'll take it. Michael Chase with us in studio. Was he nude in high school? <laughs> That's always the high school dream. You went back naked. Mm-mm. Never had it. Really? No, no one's had that. No, man. <laughs> I just had a dream Jack Black was giving me shit on a train platform. Then let's fucking go get even with him. <laughs> That's what I thought when I woke up. Jack Black. <laughs> Michael Chase going to be at Laugh Boston at the Western Boston Waterfront. That's starting this Thursday through Saturday. Then he uh, he's at San Diego's American Comedy Company, March 13th through the 15th. On Twitter, at Thinks And February 28th, Seth Meyers' Late Night. He'll be appearing there. I can't wait for I'm that. excited for that, too. Last time I was in Boston, we went to a strip club, and um, this stripper wasn't very good at her job. And so <laughs> this guy starts throwing quarters at her, and she picks up the quarters from off the stage and throws them at me and calls me an asshole. Like, I threw them. I was the only black guy there. Are you going to be able to go back to that place now? I hope so. I'm going to look yeah. for her. She owes me an apology. <laughs> That's why I'm starting. I'm listening. If you out there, uh, Cinnamon, I want an apology because you hit me with a quarter and it wasn't me. She's actually going by Jade now. Oh. To... Do they switch names sometimes? Like if you go to a new club, if you're traded, <laughs> um, do you, can you switch name? Or are you always Mercedes? I bet you have to if you go to the new club and there's a Mercedes there. That would be yeah. rough. It's like yeah. the WWE. You can't keep your own name. Well, they own it. That'd be kind of funny <laughs> like, if you go to a strip club with two Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes <laughs> number two. I think it would work if one of them was Asian. Mercedes M. <laughs> you brought up how you would say a stewardess, a five becomes a seven. Yeah. Do you give the same kind of thing to a titty dancer or? In the club. Yeah. But then the outside of the club, you drop three points. Oh. It's not, there's nothing sadder than strippers in the daytime. Yeah, it's we, a I did a movie. <laughs> we did a movie, and uh, there was a scene in the strip club, and uh, but it was like we shot it in the daytime. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like twelve o'clock, so like we had like a break, like a lunch break, and we all like we had to leave the strip club right. and go to the trailers and just watching them come out in the in the clothes and makeup where we were like, wow, she's hot. <laughs> they looked horrible, and it was like these strippers dressed up at a at a cat buffet. Just making <laughs> pasta salads. <laughs> it was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like these welders, they got like nine inch heels. It was pathetic, but but in the club, it was perfect. Sure. It was perfect. Well, from doing radio, I've always had a lot of them come in, and they would always, they would dry out all the moisture in the room because they all wear a lot of powder. So much powder. So much powder in their lives. In their lives. <laughs> yeah, just any part of their lives, they're just wearing powder. But the other thing is, too, like you say, if they're going out, because no fucking titty bar has windows. None. You know what I mean? So it is as close as we come to, as let's say, the Matrix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where we're just like, this is another reality that we're in. It's just a burgundy sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's always burgundy inside of a 
Austria. I don't know why Burgundy. It's always Burgundy. I remember just being really disappointed because it was not the image that I had in my head. Like I thought there would be like the 80s classic rock, but it was just like this weird techno remix and there wasn't like a lot of like yeah i thought it was like some light twirling on the pool but they're yeah. like going upside down like they should be like the olympics at least somebody was like there's like a judge's table it depends table. on the place i mean there's all different types of places yeah i've seen you know places that are very expensive and i've also seen places where the girls have to step off and play their own music in a jukebox it just I've seen that quarters. in Jersey. Yeah. There's a place like that in Jersey where it's a jukebox where the girls all stop dancing when everyone's putting money in. The girl in Boston who got quarters thrown at her would have appreciated she it. She was dancing to Adele, I think, or something. It was really awkward. That's sad. They danced to the Adele song. It was brutal. So, in we're going to give them extra points for looks there, but the second they get the out, second they get out, yeah. it's a wrap. You know who gets a lot Vampire of son you know who gets a, a three extra points inside the strip club, the bartender. Yeah, I always think the bartender is sexy, the one that's not really stripping, but their yeah. tits are kind of out. I, that turns me on too. It's well, like the madam thing, you know. Everybody wants the yeah, madam, right? It's like that kind of thing. You want the one that's not available. Well, she's shown that she's, you know, the bartender. She's somewhat liberal and open to things, but hasn't taken the full move. Exactly. Like you could say to yourself, "I'm sure she's blown less than fifty guys." Right. You know. I say the teacher too. Like the younger they are, the hotter. Just compared to like every other teacher, male teachers. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> hey, they, they just got out of college, still able to work out. Hot sure, teacher, dude. <laughs> teacher so dudes. teachers, you're going to give an extra benefit to. Just like the younger they are, like just like if there's a teacher in their twenties, you know, twenty five maybe. Compared to like the person who's been at the school for twenty years teaching volleyball. Yeah, I'll take that. Mm. To see him outside. I, I, now I'm starting to put together that we're using availability a lot. Yeah. Like a neighbor is yeah. going to get, you know, you live in an apartment, the neighbor on your floor is going to get some extra points because she's there. She's there. Yeah. You wouldn't ne necessarily want to take her to that work party that you're going to. No. But if you bump into her in the laundry and something works right. out. Yes. If she moves into your apartment, <laughs> she completely plummets. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's just one house over. Yeah, it's yes. over. It's a wrap. But uh, I see you all the time. Actually, yeah, that's all how all relationships should be. Yeah, any, one house over. Just be one house over. It's perfect. Perfect distance. I bet we'd have a lot less fucking divorces. If everyone just had their own home. Well, I think that's kind of what they were trying to do, like on shows like The Honeymooners, when they'd have two separate beds. Yeah. It was kind of like, man, she's so much hotter over there <laughs> than she is right here. Just that one extra. They might be on to something. I haven't tried it, but they might be on to something. Just knowing that you've got to roll out of bed and head over there is it's exciting. It's like a little date. I think you can, I, like, text each other from yeah. the bed. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Are you asleep? I think that Guillermo del Toro, that like famous director, I think he actually has his own like geek nerd like guy cave house down the road from his normal house, and he just hangs out in there. But then he wants to like you know be the dad. He comes home to his normal family, his wife and kids' house. 
maybe that I mean I'll really I'll, not everybody directs Pacific Rim and has like a hundred million dollars at their disposal but, but you know what I, I think work. I would have even preferred it with my dad I would have thought it was great if he just <laughs> came by every once in a while when he was in the mood you yeah, know what I mean like I want to be here that's kind of what my dad did <laughs> <laughs> and we had an awesome relationship and anytime I see him I was like oh okay cool it was cool every time right. he was mad he was gone well you know, divorced dads are the only ones that will ever take their kids to, like, fucking miniature golfing. You know what yeah. I mean? My dad lived with us. We didn't go on go-karts. Yeah. Divorced dads are like, hey, what are we going to do? My dad treated a fucking Sunday the same way he treated it a Tuesday. Keep it down, buddy. Yeah. Don't be running around all the time. My parents were divorced my entire life. Yeah. They were separated when they had me. So, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they started out bad. But, um, we, yeah, my dad would, I'd see my dad, like, every weekend or yeah. whenever, like, most weekends, and we'd always do something. In New York City, right. there's so much to do. We go to museums and movies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot better connection than people who live with their dads and they never talked at all. That's uh, now. Were you the same way? Your your parents were divorced, right? Yeah, but then I live like most of that divorce cross country too. So oh. I mean, you get uh. the, it's like you know a Christmas and a Hanukkah. I, maybe I could I could live learn to live with this. Sounds pretty good. You did like it? Yeah, yeah. I back to the stewardess thing. I kind of grew to hate them after I was flying like an unaccompanied minor. <laughs> like, look, I just saw my mom have a <laughs> breakdown in the airport. I don't really want to have uh, any pretzel sticks right now <laughs> thanks helen oh every time that you would get on the plane your mom would feel so awful it was a goddamn nightmare <laughs> really yeah <laughs> then they'd like you'd do like a layover in dallas they'd put you in like some not even the basement like a lower level than that with all these other degenerate kids like <laughs> my parents really hate me and that's because you couldn't travel alone well not if you, you can't like really walk like at the Dallas airport, like that's a giant airport. If you're like an eight year old kid, can't mm -hmm. really find gate C from like wing A. There's like a train you have to go to, so they take you on some like weird little trolley thing. See, here's why I think your mom broke down because you live primarily with your dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes it harder. Why? Well, because I, a man can. <laughs> it's easier for a man to say goodbye. I had no question as to why she was. Oh yeah, but that's like watching the name. same Lifetime movie over and over. Like, oh, right. I can't watch Not this lady. Not without my Shelby. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I can't so watch sweet. this lady suffer. Anymore. And then the next time you see her, you've changed your voice. Well, your voice hasn't changed. Oh, still but, waiting. Still but, waiting. But your lips got even more fuckable, and <laughs> you just were sexier for her. I mean, it must have been weird because I know, like, if I see nieces and nephews, like, they'll come up one summer. And then the next summer, there's like, what's up, man? I'm like, what? Yeah. So to have that happen with your own kid has got to be nuts. There's nothing sadder when you see a, a, a loved one not be cute anymore. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, what happened? You're eight now. Well, that's right. not That's not adorable. You have adult teeth. <laughs> this really is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> You were you were so close with them when they were little. Yeah, and made them laugh, and now they come up and they're all buck teeth and elbows, <laughs> and they're so just fucking sitting there banging on an iPad, not looking at you. Weird glasses. Oh man, you already know you can't see. This is bad. Yeah, because as as hard as parenting is, nothing is better than being the fun uncle. It's the best. Yeah. That's the best thing in the world. If they could just figure out that men's primary job was fun uncle, we'd all come through. I have six brothers and sisters, and 
I'm the only one that has no kids. Yeah. I have none, but, but I have so many nieces and nephews, like so many. Right. It's, it's alarming. I'm starting to think it's me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm the only one that doesn't have any. But I'm always, yeah, I could always be fun uncle. And I'm the youngest, so I'm like yeah. the closest in age where I could kind of tell them stuff about their moms and dads, right. but still be able to talk to them, you know? So it's, it's, I love being fun uncle. But when they grow up, it's sad. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You're a guy now. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it fun, though, to tell a little kid about when their dad beats someone up? <laughs> Just say, like, I saw your fucking father. Swear to God. And, you, like, you, and they are like, what? Like, yes. This Papa? guy that you think is so fucking straight guy is in, a mad dog. The guy in a sweater vest yeah. in the other room. <laughs> yeah. He decks somebody. Yeah, yeah, that, that is pretty cool. I am running out of fun uncle time because I keep getting passed down to the younger and younger ones. And the older ones are just non-existent anymore when I yeah. visit Florida. So I've, right now I have the seven and the three-year-old. That's great. That's primetime yeah. uncle. Yeah, but even the eleven-year-old is already past everything. She, yeah. She's already bored with your act. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta let her smoke. You know what I mean? You gotta That's up the, the game one. a little bit. Although like I, there's a six-pack in there. Yeah, give her a beer. <laughs> <laughs> You might not want to do that, but yeah, you might want to. I'll think about it. But I did have a great uh, fun uncle moment because their other fun uncle from their mother's side of the family was over at their house when and, I showed up. And died. And No, he was, still, <laughs> he was still alive. But I just came in since I'm visiting fun uncle. Yeah. I totally trumped lives there all the time. It's see him all the time, fun uncle. Yeah. What, what did you do? I just sh I just showed up. I think I had maybe I think I had like airport candy for them, mm. <laughs> and that was all it took. Well, it's just new candy to them, right? But airport. Wait, how did you ask for the airport candy? Like, you're like, hey man, right. can you just give me a bunch of candy? When I took when I took it to Florida, what do you oh. do? Did you stop and buy it in the airport? Yeah, you know, you get a chocolate Statue of Liberty or something. Oh, I thought you meant like candy that they that they gave out on the plane. Where you're like, can I have a lot? For my nephew, <laughs> no, that would be airplane candy. Oh, okay. So you're already more fun, Uncle, to me because I would never think. I only think about once I get there. I would never stop and get something on the way. Dude, man, dollar. Yeah, you can't beat a dollar. Yeah. It's uncle, oh, fun it's uncle. Cheap. Fun uncle gives a dollar. That's it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Kid walks around. I got a dollar. Nothing makes a kid happier well, than all a they, dollar. And this is why. Like kid touchers can get over so easy because all you gotta do is pay attention to a kid, Give them and a that's dollar. all. The, yeah, <laughs> they're at, like, what do I have to do? You, you, you're paying attention to me. Yeah, that's it. So nothing could be easier than being a pedophile. Well, like you walk around with a fucking Yankees hat on. Logistically, just... <laughs> but it's probably tough on the soul a little. <laughs> do you think they have souls? I don't. I hope not. I really don't think they sit around going, "What did I do?" Never? No. It's on to the next one. I mean, yeah, kids well, are really stupid, too, so it's easy. Yeah. It makes it easy and you also. have to remember, someday they've got another mask to perform. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not like you're, it's not like you're wooing like a lady that you no. take to like an expensive restaurant. You take, no. you give them like a king-size Snickers bar. <laughs> you think they ever need like relationship advice where they don't want to say... <laughs> They don't want to say who it is, but they're kind of like, hey, I'm dating this, whatever, but not important. But they just, I don't know, man. They, you don't know him. He goes to another <laughs> elementary school. He gets weird all the time. I don't know. <laughs> they're calling one of those doctors on the radio shows. Um, this person I'm dating. I'm seeing right now. I uh, just got a pubic hair. It's starting... <laughs> 
to gross me out. I don't want them to move on. Their nap time's coming between us. <laughs> They're dealing with a lot of stress. They've lost a tooth, and um, yeah, they didn't get a good money back. I was really thinking of asking her to the tea party. Michael Che is with us. <laughs> no, don't get, don't bring that up now. <laughs> yeah. oh, there should have been more of a pause there. Yes. <laughs> Laugh Boston this Thursday through Saturday at the Western Boston Waterfront and the American Comedy Company in San Diego. That's March 13th through the 15th and February 28th, the very first comedian on the brand new Late Night with Seth Meyers. I'm excited. Well, finally, we'll have the Olympics behind us, right? And, Can't wait. Uh, and yeah. then we can finally focus on Black History Month. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it fun? That's, that's true. I didn't even think that Black History Month comes with the whitest sports in the history yeah. of the universe. You guys got out of celebrating. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> But we have that one, like the one speed skater, you guys. He's, uh, he's doing okay. How did he do? I think those suits fucked him up. Oh, yeah. The suit was the worst thing that ever happened, right? What happened to the suit? The suit didn't work out. The speed skating. Under Armour made a bunch of suits for the speed skating team saying that their technology was going to make it the shit, but it just ruined it. All of them started bitching about it. There was a it. parachute on the fucking crotch. <laughs> it slowed everybody down. <laughs> well, did you guys see the Bodie Miller crying thing? No, I heard, him, man. I heard yeah. about it, but didn't want to watch. I didn't want to see him breaking down what? over his brother. I, the whole thing was just too sad. What's sad yeah, about sad. it? You want a fucking bronze medal, and then she says, aren't you thinking about your brother right now? Your brother. Remember your brother died? Hey, <laughs> you, I mean, there you are. You got a medal, but don't you feel bad about your brother? Reminds me of your brother. But a lot of people... You know who doesn't have a medal? Your brother. Yes. Yeah. No, see, here... here yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish your brother was here right now? But see, here's the thing. This is the only thing people pay attention to. Like, there's been a million other interviews that have been done after the medals. No one no remembers because the guy didn't break down crying. Yeah. You gotta make them cry. Gotta. To get any attention at all. People like to see famous people cry. Yeah. You start crying, and that's you win that argument. Well, we also, we only like the fact of a backstory with sports now. It's never about the sport himself. It always starts, you know, as he was training, he found out his mother got cancer. Yeah. His dog got ran over. He just kept going. He lost the ball. Yeah. Every, yeah. Anything that adds a story that makes you think, I hope this guy wins for all the problems he has. Particularly when you're looking at sports that we don't care about for four fucking years. Yeah. Well, the, the Russian dude, Plachenko, they had a pack Package, whole video package playing before he pulled out. I was like, I wanted to see him win. I mean, this guy looked awesome. Plachenko? <laughs> what happened to him? He had a bad back. Like, he was on the ice ready to skate, and then he was just like, I can't do this. My back is shot. What was in his package that made him so lovable to you? I don't know. Like, he didn't practice at all and came back and dominated ice skating. That's pretty impressive. I don't know who the hell he is otherwise. I never know who any of these guys are. Now, do you like to see dominance, or do you like to see underdogs? Like, do you like to see somebody like win eight medals, or do you want to see somebody like this guy's never won anything? He's, you know, and, and he finally won. See, here's my thing. I'm such a homer. I just want my. You know <laughs> I what I mean? Like, the, the American. Life. I mean, the fact yeah. is, I never would have thought I would have rooted for a dog killer, but I fucking did. Being an Eagles fan. Yeah. And I'm like, and people, go, but he killed dogs, and I'm like, not lately. He didn't kill <laughs> eagles. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, yeah, it would be, but see, this is the next thing. Well, I will actually even root for North America. I'll root for, if we're not in it. You root for I'll Canada. Be, I'll root Canada or Mexico. Let's do that. Does Mexico I, have a Winter Olympics No, team? no, but I mean, then anything. <laughs> and then eventually, like, if, if there's aliens, I'll just be on human side. Just That's any fair. human. Yeah, I'd root for Will Smith in you know, like an alien apocalypse. Oh, I was on his side so much in that. When he smoked that cigar with Jeff Goldblum and they were dragging that alien behind him. It's cool as shit Couldn't ever. have felt fucking prouder. And they never really even focus on the underdog if they win. Like, it's not, oh, look how great he did. It's, oh, look how bad Michael Phelps fucked up. He didn't yeah. get the record. Right. That's yeah. true. That's true. What about that girl? I did see the one thing in, in this Winter Olympics I saw was that I think she's a Russian girl, fifteen-year-old. Oh my! She's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I've in my never life. seen anything like that before. I don't know anything. I don't know enough about skating to know who's really good. But right. that's like no human body should be able to right. do that Freak show. ever. Yeah, that is insane. Like a, what she was doing was turning herself into pretzel, but she also just twirling like that. The inner ear not going. Yeah, out. just to be not, able to stay up. It was and phenomenal. Fucking legs are perpendicular when she's doing it. Well, how many medals did she win? Two? I believe two, yeah. She won uh she won one in the team event, which was the first was where yeah. she really blew up. When she was dancing to Schindler's list. As the girl in the red dress. The weird thing is I was dancing to Schindler's list when I saw it in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that made other people pissed at me. Please I just I couldn't sit down. I thought it was a musical. People oh, are prudes. Yeah, they are. She is what's her name? Julia Lip. Nipskia. I think they just American that up to like <laughs> Yulia Lipnyatsky. Well, the weird thing about her, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, she doesn't crack a <laughs> smile. She's just a kid. She's like fifteen, and she's like more serious here than you've ever been in your life. I feel like when she's eighteen, she's gonna be Ivan Drago. Yeah, it'll all fall apart. <laughs> just on a machine jogging in place. I win. They let me pet my dog for five minutes now. <laughs> after, after my heat. The weird thing is you do sound like a Russian girl when you do that. Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog Comedy. that were marginally better than the rest. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Keep up with us all week over on the Interabang.com. And it feels like the first time. Chris Stanley, was this your idea... Of people the first time that they came in and did the show? Yeah, yeah. That's funny, because I remember telling it to you. <laughs> you goddamn idea thief. <laughs> oh, wait, that is how it happened. <laughs> Shit. It's all come together, though. I don't know whether you're an idea thief <laughs> or that big empty head of yours... <laughs> 
anything that gets said to you goes in through your ear and just lays there in that empty head until finally it blows up once, slips down your mouth, and you feel like you invented it. Well, there's also a haze of marijuana smoke floating around in there. Oh, how cool, man. Smoking weed, huh? <laughs> vaping, yeah. vaping, bro. I think weed is so cool. You know, the way it, how it's all weedy and all. You smoke it, gets you high. I'm going to go out to Denver, bro. I'm embarrassed of you. Live the dream. Become a bud tender. I get that. They call they call the people working at the still uh, it's the uh, Grow shops, bud tenders. Aren't you already a bud tender, bud wiser? <clears throat> Thank you. Man, he's fucking just chirpy today, huh? Yeah. I think, well, it's just accurate. I think that the fact that you come in and do maybe half a line, and it's always a question, is what's always adorable. It's like, isn't there more things that you could say, Chris? What are you asking me? Saying about what? This is the Monday, uh, feels like the first time show. And today we wanted to go for Louis Anderson. Because who doesn't love Louis Anderson? Love Louis Anderson. I you do? I love the, the cartoon. I watched that every day as a kid. What was the cartoon? Baby Louie? Yeah, like Little Louie. Wow, I didn't know that he had his own cartoon. Yeah. I'm being straight up honest with you right now. Yeah, yeah, his own cartoon. It was great. Bum, Life bum, with Louie. 1995 to 1998. Had a good run. Well, he went from 8 to 11 then, didn't he? Yeah, he grew And up. you used to watch it? Yeah, I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. Did you identify with it? I was like, oh, little chubby boy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Louie. But, but I didn't sound like that. Oh, Louie. You did it again. Louis, sometimes I could just shake you into your brain sense. <laughs> so what was the show about? Like with bad things happened to him? Yeah, like uh, him dealing with it, like his parents and whatnot oh. and getting in all sorts of misadventures. Wasn't he at camp for a while in that cartoon? Yeah. Auschwitz. Short questions. Auschwitz. That's our gang. Chris, Aus wasn't that in color? Yes, it was. Unless, of course, you couldn't afford a color television in 1995. And Chris, aren't we talking about the cable age right now? Yeah, we are. Access cable. <laughs> Even better than access cable. Time Warner. And Chris, weren't you living in Queens when you with your parents? <sighs> I've always been living in Queens. But yes, I was with my, my parents, yeah, in the story. And didn't you watch other television programs yeah. other than just Louie? Yeah, I'd watch Dark Ring Duck, Duck Tales. <laughs> you like anything with a duck with it, huh? Oh, yeah. Mom, where's the duck shows? Put on my duck shows. I like Launchpad. And Chris, isn't a mallard type of duck? True, it is. I like to tease the Fez and Shelby's because they just feel like if they could pepper a question out and get me and Chris to answer it, that they've done something. Look, I'll answer all the questions you've got about Louis Anderson. Do you know why you like to do that, Shelby? More dead air, please. No, I don't. Oh, um, less question. Um, less Brokaw, more broadcaster. <laughs> oh God. 
And Fez, do you think he's picked that up from you? I think he came in with it on his own. Two short answers. Two short, great rapper. <laughs> Two short. He spells his fucking short with a dollar sign instead of an S. Pretty sick if you ask me. Chris, didn't uh, rap music come from your neighborhood well, some, back in the late 70s or early 80s? Some say my neighborhood, some say the Bronx. It's a contested question. And uh, don't some people refer to the Bronx as the Dirty BX? Or the Boogie Down. <laughs> Boogie Nights. Mm. But you know, also when Louis Anderson was in, Jay Moore was in also. <laughs> yeah. And they're fast friends. And didn't Jay Moore grow up in Verona, New Jersey? He's down in Jersey, that's right. No. My Verona. That was a great pedophile hit. By the way, uh, you may say to yourselves, hey, this is the best of. The guys are on vacation. Why are we getting, you know, new setups? Love. You people like to be loved, don't you? Isn't that true that you like being loved? Yes. I love to love you, baby. Louis Anderson came in here with our buddy Jay Moore for Feels Like the First Time. And I remember I said, this episode has gone so good. You're going to make our Feels Like the First Time Thanksgiving special. But Louis, you're just part of the first time thing. What? Jay Moore, you're the Feels. You know, that's how they say, like, fucking having emotion on the internet now? Like, the feels? Like, I got the feel. It's yeah. really obnoxious. Yeah, it's because we don't know how to say anything. We just it's terrible. It's so, so ironic. It's like, I got feels for that. Because I feels for you. And I love you. This is Louie Anderson, who came in with our buddy... Jay Moore. Did Jay bring him in or? No, Jay was just booked and then Louie came in. So Jay was here first. Yeah, Jay was here first, yeah. Oh, I remember. Jay was already on the show. And then we were told Louie Anderson was here. And we found out that those guys were great friends. And I remember it so well when something like this. This is the best of Ron and Faith. There he is. That's Jay Moore at the door. Bigger than life. Hi, boys. Jay Moore, good to see you, my friend. Are you guys on the air right now? Yeah, we're yeah, on. We're on. Gee, Jay Moore looks like a million bucks, too. You hey, fantastic. last time I was here, I was wearing a white jacket and sunglasses and a red scarf, and you said, Look, Bond, the new director's here. <laughs> I did look like a director from the Flintstones. It was fucking it was fantastic. But you're wearing the old high school gear today. Verona Hillbillies. Is that uh, is that your wrestling gear? You coming in? No, that's just a hoodie. But if yeah. anybody wants to go, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm heavyweight now. I'm not 135, but... Um, you're doing fantastic, though, huh? Heaven on earth, Ronnie. I and I miss you guys very much. I miss listening to you terribly. I wish the wow. channel would replay your show a uh, lot more. We have a, a a boss who, I don't know why, I mean, he likes Fez a lot, then he likes Shelby, uh, then me, then 30, 30 fucking feet of shit, <laughs> then Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley's on the bubble. 
but uh, he's still here with us now. But thank you so much for dropping by. I know you're going off to Dolang City tonight. No, but I'm yours right now. Yeah, I'm at Borgata tonight and Foxwoods tomorrow. And uh, a lot of driving. It's nice to see General Custer has made it yeah, the, it into is. the fold. <laughs> Fez, Salute. Fez yeah. looks good. That's a tight stash. But well, you know what that is? That's like a double-A baseball from 1895? Yeah, Snuffy Sternweiss. <laughs> he looks good. And he's got a birthday weekend coming up, too. He really does. 29 again, huh, Fezzy? One know more what, time. You know what would be great? If he went with you on your little road trip to the... Oh, no. Remember what Jesus. happens when you invite him places. Well, that's old news, Ron. Yeah. Let's keep is, it positive. And I don't time. care how many birthday candles are on that cake. <laughs> Daddy's going to be mad when you blow them out. That's for Ron Bennington. He fucking loves when I do Chris Penn. Do you hear that, Daddy? You know what I love, though? I'm hearing other people pick up your impression. I know where it came from first. Here. Yeah. This was the spot. You were the guy. You're the guy who nailed it. But it's always easier to be the second person into the wave yeah. of an impression. you got to crack the code. Once yeah. you figure out what... That's the thing with impressions. is you. There has to be a hook on the wall to hang your jacket on when you get lost. Like with walking, it's... Yeah. Just that quick, yeah? And with Pacino, it's, oh! So when you go down the rabbit hole and you realize, I'm not even sure if I'm doing Pacino anymore, you just circle back and go, oh! Fez, are you going to tell me that it's your birthday? My eyes are real big because I have a point to make. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things we do impressions you hang your hat on. I thought you were going to be on, I did O&A today. I thought you were going to be in there. I slept. I slept. You got to have, have that. Otherwise, I get sick. Yeah. You see these homeless guys? They're like, ever see the ripped homeless guy? Mm-hmm. He's got he's built like a brick shit house. I'm like, what? How? How are you begging and have time for dips? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I don't get nine hours of sleep, I wake up with a sore throat. I got a vaporizer, humidifier next to my bed. How long do you think you could last on the street, honestly? A day. Yeah. Because I have to poop a lot. I have like loose bowels, mm-hmm. and when I I have to pee all the time, I got so just looking for bathrooms alone. I've never seen a homeless guy shit in my life. Where do they go? A lot of them right over a fucking sewer grate here really? in the city. Have yeah, you seen just, it? Yeah, they'll just I've or seen... down in the subway. They'll shit down in the subway. I'm guessing they're pants. Oh no, Fez, that's rude. No, I you know he's got a salient point, which oh, is a very fancy awful. word. That would be awful. I've, I've seen more homeless men masturbate than I've seen homeless men shitting. I've seen a lot of guys just punching their clown in broad daylight. It always it always makes you a little fearful that masturbation will eventually lead to homelessness. Not, like, yeah, blind homelessness. They don't do that. You've jerked off so long you forgot to go to work. You've lost everything. This yeah. is an intervention to get you to stop jerking off because we don't want you living on the streets with no shirt on, looking like you benched 225 22 times like you're at the goddamn combine. You know the weird thing? I was at a, a fucking super secret meeting the other day Ooh. of people with our problems. Yes, sir. And a guy gets up and he's talking. And he goes like this. Look, face it. You make money or you die. <laughs> he just fucking... <laughs> he just... And I went, that's oddly true. You know what I mean? Like, it's oddly true. You are forced to make money or it will lead to conditions of your death. I like that that guy, and I've been to a lot of secret meetings where guys go up and share weird things. Like, that guy had to go up and share in front of however many people, and he's yeah. like, all right, I got to get this make money or die thing off my chest. <laughs> like, other people are like, I want to use yeah. Coke so bad, or, you know, right. the ones I go to. And I thought, this yeah. my friend Billy, Billy Hayes, come with me to uh, Billy, AC. Nice to see you. Speaking, like, speaking, oh, of, so speaking of secret service, secret uh, meetings, yeah. he's, uh, he's my guy. Is that right? Yeah, he saved Good. my life. 
Is that right? It's a lifesaver. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, it's a. I I went to one once, and a guy goes, uh, "Hey, uh, my name's whatever, and I'm this." And we're like, "Hey," and he goes, "I got 14 days." And we're like, "Okay, this is the one I go to." You know, and he goes, um, "I cannot get this fucking grill to work." And this guy spoke for 18 minutes about his grill, like a Weber grill. And it was like on and on. And I, I called Billy right after. I go, I can't go to the, It's like this place above the bank in my hometown. It's like I know the whole town is there. And it's like, all right. And it's very convenient. But this guy, every time he talks, he talks about his grill. Mm. Like 14 minutes. Everyone's like, I used to blow my dentist for Vicodin. <laughs> right. And this guy's like, I can't get this fucking grill to work. And I'm thinking about taking it back to Norris Hardware and telling the guy, because last time, I, and there's yeah. a whole side item about like his hardware store. Some people shouldn't stop using anything, Ron. I'm, you, I'm not one of those people. I right. had to stop because I like friends. Mm -hmm. uh, like Keith Richards quit drinking, and it was on CNN. I don't know if you remember that, because sure. he fell out of a coconut tree in Jamaica. Do you remember that? One? Yeah. You know you have a problem when you <laughs> quitting makes the ticker going across Wolf Blitzer's shins. <laughs> like Syrian missiles strike Gaza Strip. <laughs> Keith Richards stopped drinking. Like if when I, in my heyday, if it said Jay Moore stops drinking on the CNN ticker, I'd go, well, I didn't. Holy shit. I was bad. It made <laughs> yeah, CNN. Right. But like Keith, why quit? Like you're rounding third in life. You're 80. You're going to be dead in a little bit. I'm He's going to need morphine just for regular reasons. Right. And now's when I need him to take it up a notch. You know, and you know, do you actually know why? He qu I said it right. I tipped a bit. But he, he quit drinking because he was in Jamaica and he fell out of a coconut yeah. tree. And I want you to think about that for a second. You got mm -hmm. 120 seconds? Yeah. You're in a tree in your mansion in Jamaica overlooking the ocean. There's mounds of cocaine. It looks like the driveway has just been plowed, okay? <laughs> Bales of marijuana. Horses are nibbling at them and walking away very slowly. And then one of your friends say, I would like a coconut. And Keith Ever, the host, who loves to entertain, <laughs> says, I have a coconut. <laughs> and they get on Arabian horses, Ronnie. That cost about $2 million each. They didn't even know how to ride. But fuck it. They bareback it. And they go crazy and they gallop. And it's only 14 feet, but they're so fucked up on coke and heroin. They have no spatial recognition. They think they actually went across like the Sahara. They get off the horses. They slit their throats on fucking principle because they can afford it. And Keith decides to go to the top of the tree to get the good one falls out cracks his skull that's what happened three vertebrae and broke his back that would have killed all of us <laughs> but you can't kill what's already dead ronnie it's true he's held together with bailing wire and scotch tape that was his bottom and i think i speak for you fezzy billy me that would have been my top yeah that would have <laughs> been a mansion in jamaica i'm good yeah like what interventionist is going to say to an 80 year old keith richards hey man this is not working for you and keith just hands him exile on main street and goes have you heard tracks unhappy I yeah. did it without the banner, but myself I was a streak of inspiration. <laughs> I think that's Ronnie Depp, Johnny Depp. But <laughs> well, it was still good, though. It was still Hello, good. Darling. Hey, a buddy of yours is stopping in here right now. Louis Anderson wants to oh, say Oh, yes! He's at uh, Levity tonight. Yeah, he's at Levity Live in West Nyack uh, tonight through Sunday. And then at the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas, Wednesdays through Saturdays. Here comes Louis Anderson. One of my dearest, dearest friends. Is that right? Yeah, one of the true kindest people. There oh, he is. Hi, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this wonderful moment. This wonderful moment of love. Thank you. Good. Who is it Levity tonight? They kiss. Good to see you, Lloyd Ron. Hi, Louie. I'm fast. Have a seat. My all time favorite radio show. Yeah? Right here. Fantastic. 
No. You guys, you guys go back uh, how long? We met at the Pearl Vision Center in what, 85, 86? <laughs> I don't know when it was, to be honest with you. Is these yeah. mine? Yeah. Do I need them? No. You don't you have, have to use them. I wouldn't, no, no, because they're bad for ears. Are they? Yes. Uh -huh. uh, Fez has got to get a hearing aid. Honestly? Yeah. yeah, I just got diagnosed with hearing loss. Is it true? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's from a lifetime of uh, these headphones. Huh. I thought he was standing in front of those uh, Marshall Stack amps when he's back playing Club <laughs> A. You know, but I, I, that's part of it. Have you ever All had right. the rock show blow your ears up? Uh, no, I haven't. I've had it twice. You have? Once Metallica and once a bar band that I had to do. I saw Louis Anderson it. once, and it blew my ears out. Uh, mind. It blew my mind. He was going through a different phase in his. Uh, I was doing my uh, Sam Kennison impression. <laughs> Yo. You're at Levity tonight. Tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. That's like the greatest. Apparently, I've like, heard it. yeah. I've, have you been I've, there? No, but everyone's like, you, you huh? have. No, you asked. Why won't they book you? <laughs> it's Why been me. You guys, I've been a jerk about. <laughs> no, no, stop. You've been Nothing a jerk. Comfortable. Yeah, I've no. always been like, I can't. I'm at this place. I'm at that. Oh, that's place. right. You got to <laughs> show and the other thing. <laughs> Jay hasn't mend every fence that he has. No, this is this is new pastures. This I just, new, Jay has mended everything now. The routing hasn't worked out for me, but it's the place where everyone. Goes, you have yeah. to play yeah. Levity yeah. Live. Because usually when there's a new it. club, you're like, oh, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Levity, apparently, they nailed it. I heard it's really nice, but you know, like I always think, so what? It's a club. I mean, I'm happy that you have a nice club, but it's so what? It's a it's club. It's a club. I like to get Without me, you I just like have a, a bunch box. of empty stuff. I'm not here. And, um,. <laughs> No, it's but, a bar no, it's a, I'm, I haven't There's been there. That's Billy's. Somebody's about to no. use that. Oh, jeez, Eden. Who brought the friend with the phone over there? <laughs> what you fucking do? Somebody's about to, to fucking tie off. He's got to take the call. <laughs> That's right. Make sure it doesn't no, happen. It's a, I hear the same thing. It's a beautiful club, and I'm just kidding, uh, Robert Hartman. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he runs that. Uh, Levity Live. Yeah. For a moment, he was hurt. His feelings were hurt. That you were doing. I don't know. He's jokes. not listening to us, is he? No. He's uh, planning to take over. But the Brazilian brothers are probably they're listening. Gonna put, they're uh, going to put Levity Live clubs in uh, China. Uh, That'll the, be tough, though. Levity do you want to play China, man? <laughs> in China. I have a great gig for you, Louis. It's in on China? The, it's on the Great Wall of China. Let me ask you a question, Jay. We were doing in impression of years, my manager, his former manager. In five years, where do you see yourself? <laughs> As far away from you as I can get. That's right. Here, uh, Ron, I love I'll be, Barry. I love I'll be, Barry. We all love Barry. I'll be my manager, Ronnie. Yeah. You uh, you come into me fucking livid. Louis, yes. uh, Louis Anderson's at Levity Live tonight, people. Get on it. You come at me livid. Where's my money? Okay. I owe you thousands of dollars. Right. Where's my money? Don't I'm supposed up. to have my money. Huh? Do, where's my money at? This has gone on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. I want to get paid. I want to get paid. Ronnie, what year were you born? What does that have to do with anything? You ever I heard of a guy named Bernie Carbo? <laughs> no. You never, never heard, heard of Bernie Carbo? No. You're in my office ranting and raving like a lunatic. You don't even know who fucking Bernie Carbo is. <laughs> so true. Carlton Fisk hit the big home run in game six. He waved it fair. No one has any fucking idea the guy before him was named Bernie Carbo. 
And without Bernie Carbo, there's no fucking Carlton Fisk. You even have his look. I don't have it, man. Eyes. I don't have the money, man. It I gave it all to Nina Tassler. It's scary when a guy does an impression and his face starts to turn. Honestly, he yeah. really is. Like, he's uh, not just a great comic yeah. and a great person, but a really great impressionist. I don't... I mean, you could have given Rich Little Jeez. A, a run. Man of 500 voices, all dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Rich Little, the last That's 15 true. years of his career, didn't do a living impression. Yeah, the, uh, I'm retro. not expected right now, Jimmy Stewart. And I friends. am not a crook. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Carson, Carson is his newest voice. Yeah. That's yeah. the newest one that he's started doing. You know, Carson doing. turned on him. He's never gotten over that. Is that so, right? What yeah. happened there? Yeah, I think you get tired of people doing you. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so many times. There's, there's, top top so there's only so many times I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's me you're mocking. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And it isn't even me. <laughs> I'm moving along. Lou's huh? got a new uh, huh? d- DVD out, a yeah. new special, 25th anniversary of Louis' career. An- yeah. Wow. On LouisAnderson.com. Call mom, Louis looking at Mom, Louis looking at me again. <laughs> That's the name of it? Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was so literal. I'm so literal. But why shouldn't you be? Because you're, yeah. you're an open book when you do stand-up. You're yeah. very honest with I everybody. just try to be me. Well, who else would mm. you try to be? Remember that uh. time you tried to be Jamie Foxx for like two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> He's singing. It was awful, Ron. Yeah. You know, Jamie Foxx has this great career. Yeah. But when he put with the, but the woman on, on uh, what is it called? Living Color. Yeah. What's her name that he played? I forget, but I know. It was the mean. very best thing. Like, you put that in there. You got uh, a, yeah, you I'm, got Emmy, you got an Oscar, and you got that. That's what they're going to play at his funeral. They're going to play him play, in drag. Gonna, Wanda. Yeah. That's Wanda. who it was Wanda. She was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, my wife had an interesting uh, thing about a year ago. She said uh, African Americans are trying to take the guys dressed as women crown in comedy. <laughs> He's be just like British men. Yeah. Yeah, you, you couldn't keep them out of dresses. Yeah. British guys and black guys love to dress up. And now the African like American. And then Tyler Perry's got like a whole guys yeah, dressed as women wisecracking yeah, network. He has so much money. Right now, Oprah and him are going to have a battle royal. He should have a baby. He's got a ah, ah, yeah. line for women. He's got uh, nine movies coming out next week, yeah. too. Just a constant <laughs> amount of movies. He's doing One his of them 25th about Rich- anniversary of his first... Is that right? No. Oh, that's your, <laughs> that's why he's doing a movie about Rich Little. Think. He's, <laughs> he's doing the black Rich Little story. It's very rich small. He's not paying for it. You he's know what I always ask every small. impressionist though? Yeah. Do you, do you ever have sex as someone else? Does your wife ever request? Oh. You know Carson or, you know. Sometimes Sinatra. when I lose my erection, I have to tap out as Colin. <laughs> She'd be like, is it me? I'm like, look, it's not you. You know, I have a lot on my mind with this constitution. <laughs> they should have written something. Ronnie likes, to, you know how many wrinkles I have from doing Colin and Kaitel simultaneously. <laughs> Take off your pants and lay on your tummy. We are about to do dirty things. <laughs> You're not seeing Louis Anderson tonight, are you? No. You know why? You've been a very bad girl. You ever saw cuck? <laughs> a couple beautiful girls coming back from the Kit Kat Club. I know what you did. If I could do any impression, make love to my wife, I would just go Tracy Morgan all day long. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah, because at least that one's fun. And yeah. you could be completely lewd and lascivious. Like, yeah, I got my penis out. I'm going to put it in your earlobe. See what happens. Make, I'm going to make inner ear babies on your cochlea. Hey, let me ask you a question. What was your very first impression? Andrew McCarthy. 
Honestly? And then Let's Arsenio right behind that. It? Can I hear it? It's a visual. No one will yeah, get it. Okay. That's all right. all right. This is Andrew McCarthy and everything. So this is great radio. <laughs> 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 I mean, just did the, the confused Andrew I love McCarthy. Her, man. <laughs> that was great. That was my first <laughs> is that impression. I did it when I was 15. From the movie Class. Yes. Yes. With yeah. Rob Lowe. Wow. Wow. Fez. Oh, nice. Fez nailed it. Nice, nice pull, Fez. Nice. It was that... On. Yeah, you're a good dude. You got it. And how do you figure it out? I mean, did you want to? Did you try to mock people? Was there mock a... is a strong word? Louis. No, but I mean, okay, but uh, it must have, uh, uh, we can walk to it. It's uh, right there. Uh, I, uh, uh, back scratcher, lamity Back scratcher, back scratcher. You got a little like bearish there. That's a back scratcher. Uh, people are asking if we could do a vine of your yeah. Andrew McCarthy. Of course. Yeah, I, as as it. it was starting, I said, we should do a vine of Yeah, this. we should do a vine. Chris, you want to do a vine on that? Yeah. And then, uh, hey, you have any red vines, Chris? Yeah. Chris, do uh, red vines. Do any red vines? Ever bite the ends off, use it as a straw, and your Dr. Pepper <laughs> the red vine. Did you hear me do that once? No. Oh, I do that, Joe. Really? Yeah, that's so weird. Worst diarrhea I ever had in my life when my family was going to the Jersey Shore, and I had like six Cokes with uh, Twizzler <laughs> as straws and then yeah. eating the Twizzlers and by the time we hit like the Dolly Madison rest stop I was just firing on all cylinders <laughs> it's like the worst combo in the world Coca-Cola and Red Vines alright we're gonna do your vine right here alright now? yeah alright you guys uh, yeah we'll just go on yeah. and help ourselves right. tell me when you're ready yeah this is Andrew McCarthy Andrew McCarthy I love her man <laughs> I thought vines were six seconds. This guy's been filming me like yeah, a lot. Was, was it six, six seconds Holy exactly? Holy shit. Dog day afternoon yeah, over here. Got, yeah. Huh? Mm -hmm. to be dog What's day on the desk, a squirrel? Annika. <laughs> that was before Attica. my voice changed. Attica. I used to talk like Tyne Daly from Cagney and Lacey. Annika. <laughs> okay, any time you would play all the hits. If you got a boss, why am I talking to you, huh? And then all of a sudden, everything got real heavy on my back. Oh, Louis Anderson. I like Louis because he works clean, Ron. Yeah. You can bring your kids. You can bring your whole fucking family. He's got the greatest ass I've ever seen. That's why my eyes are real big right now. For no reason, friends. Big eyes when you're driving home. Levity live. Did That's tonight. Did you see him do uh, Phil Spector, though? Amazing. Amazing. He's played Dr. Right? Death, yeah. Kevorkian, Spector, and now he's doing Paterno. Phil Spector. I oh, Jerry. He's doing Paterno now? But Are I don't you going to tell me? All, I don't think he can top. Our entire G friends is 11 years old. <laughs> Your front yard looks like a scouting combine with lunch boxes. What are you doing, Jerry? Can they play the three four? Can we switch on the fly? <laughs> well, then I approve and turn my head. Yeah, he, Spectre was amazing, but I thought his uh, Kevorkian was even better. Yeah, his Kevorkian was. But it was upsetting to me the Kevorkian thing. Why well, is that? What upset? I don't know why. I get upset about certain movies. I had. I did. The, <laughs> no, I know. I'm really like. I got a lot. I of did the last interview problems. with Kevorkian ever. Oh, you did? Yeah, I met I, him once. He was really a nice person. Didn't he, work out. He was very, you know, <laughs> different. But you know what? I said I don't want to see you professionally. I just wanted to say it wasn't a referral. Yeah. You were his one failed. Yeah. But everybody in the building was like crazy, like running towards him. We had a lot of celebrities yeah. in here, but people, I don't know, they were so drawn to him. 
You know, and there's yeah. so many people going, thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, really? This is how much, you know... Why? It's weird that suicide's against the law, and it's the only law you get penalized if you do it in wrongly. If you, yeah. if you fail at killing yourself, they can put you, you in jail. jail. But if you kill yourself properly, fucking, they, you're, 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 a, you're a made it's, man. It's a perfect crime. They yeah. can't, they can't perfect touch crime. But, you know, there's a Shouldn't, difference between suicide of a healthy person and an older yes. person in pain. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is there suicide of a healthy person? Yeah, you, you know what I always say about yeah. suicide. Who's going to tap out? That's nah. Suicide is a uh, is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. More Doctor Phil after this. <laughs> no, but I'm serious though, because you know I almost killed myself once. When uh, I was when in I Vegas, I was in Vegas, and I was really you and I friends then. Yeah, I was at a low point though, and I just I really came very close, and I said, "Oh, I'm going to kill myself," and then I actually thought to myself. Uh, I didn't want my friends to find me because it isn't fair uh, to leave them with that image. I like this. I like the Laker hat, Louis, right here. <laughs> yeah, that would been call me for crying out loud. Well, yeah, you, but you don't think about calling people. That's the thing. Did you have you a know, plan I, how you were going to do it? I had a gun. I had the gun in my. I had the really? gun cocked in my hand. And I just said my image, the image will be, they'll find me and that will be their, you know, that would be like killing them. That would. It would kill me. It yeah. would be too. And then. We, everybody in this I, room would be like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. No, people would. And I, but I'm just saying in defense of people who kill themselves, it is a state of mind that right. is, isn't, it's like when people become homeless, they lose their job. So then they live with friends for a bit then they live in their car then they sell their car then they're homeless yeah you don't just become homeless right so you have a you know i just i lost the feud i took it personal you know i just family I, feud i was yeah i was in vegas that can you know what make you want to kill you yeah and you know i come from a mentally ill family <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um and you know so i'm i'm really glad i never did but I, I just, in defense of people who do it, uh, I think don't everybody do it. at some give point it, or another has don't been do really it. down. Yeah. Just give yourself 24 hours if you're going to do it. Yeah. And then at least promise yourself that you'll call or reach out to one person, even if it's a stranger, and talk to them. But about see, it. here's the thing, Louis. How do you think I feel? I never even got. I never even got the family feud. So I've always yeah. been depressed. Have you always been mad about not getting <laughs> yeah. it? Like this is. <laughs> when crazy. did you want to get it? No, I never didn't know before you were Steve up. Harvey. No, Until now, been up right before yeah. Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. never even been. Up I for think it. my prediction is Steve Harvey will have it <laughs> until the end of time. Mm. I don't see him replacing Steve Harvey. I yeah, I because you know it's just like where, where do you king. go after Steve Harvey? You there isn't another White like woman. I mean I really was proud of what Asian I did. Asian woman, maybe Mindy Kaling. It was me and Dolly Parton. You know that was the when I got it. It was between <gasps> us two. Oh my gosh! Is that the weirdest thing? Yeah, but she's like this big breasts. in real life. You've met her? Yeah, she's tiny but sweet, sweetest, nicest. Just, they say she's the nicest person in the yeah. world. I used to open their shows. In fact, I hated my one of the w most horrible experiences I had. I was in Atlantic City. You know, I'm from Minnesota. I'd always had a pretty good time with audiences, and here I am in Atlantic City. And I'm, you know, I'm from the Midwest. People are, aren't. Isn't everyone nice? And I'm on stage, and I'm getting nothing. And they're just the audience is just looking at me, and I start, you know, that panic that comics start. Mm -hmm. 
what the hell am I going to do? I went through like 20 minutes of material in four minutes. <laughs> I'm sweating. Anyway, you just thanks and everything. And I go off and I was just horrified. And uh, then she was introduced and they didn't get up when she walked out. I went, oh. <laughs> oh, it's not me. They hate everyone. Yeah. They're in they, Atlantic City. Yeah, I think it's safe yeah, to say there's just a Atlantic piece City. missing in their minds. And, I, and then she talked to me afterwards and said, Ah, you know, Louie, don't worry about that. That don't matter. Louie helped me. Every time I went to the comedy store, they always say the comedy store is haunted, you know? Mm -hmm. And every time I went to the comedy store, there used to be a Sunday night that you and I would do all the yeah, time. Yeah, well, that was a lot of fun. And I said... I don't know if this place is haunted, but every time I go on stage, this is all true, none of this is for show. Uh, I would go on stage and would feel really cold on the right side of my neck and face. And I realized I had been on stage, Ronnie, eight minutes. Not only was nobody laughing, it was like I was, you know, the old, what are you people, uh, an audience or an oil painting? Yeah. I was literally looking at like a portrait of an audience, like they were frozen. And I, in my mind, I'm doing stand-up as it's going through my mind. I go, oh, it's haunted. They realize they can't get to me, so they got to the audience. So what they did is they picked the one weak link at a table, and they affected that person to not laugh. You know, if I tell, like, a big story, and I start nodding my head up and down, yeah. yes, people at the table are just going to start nodding their head. Like, look at Fez right now. It's like, just not, we're all, like, nodding because I'm ha like that. And the same thing, like, if we're all watching something, and we all look at Ronnie, who's the alpha, and Ronnie's having, like, a miserable time, you just, it's the energy that I realized, I'm making this longer than it has to be. I realized that this is all on the fly as I'm doing stand-up. I realized that the ghost took out the one piece on the chessboard at the table that could freeze the rest of the table. And I said out loud, fucking enough of this shit. Get the fuck out of here, ghost. You get people know this, is, this place is haunted, right? Crazy, bizarre, inappropriate laughter. <laughs> like as if I'd done my closing bit. <laughs> right. and all I said was, yeah. get the fuck away from me, ghost. You guys, it's like a valve had been released. And then it came backstage and Louis goes, you know what, it is haunted, but they, they like you, the ghost. And I go, really? Remember this conversation? Yeah, yeah. And Louis goes, they like you. And ever since you told me that the ghost of the comedy store liked me, I went on stage and I'm like, all right. And I would feel the cold on my neck and I realized... Yeah, the ghosts, they I, didn't, they, you know, ghosts don't bother people they don't like. Yeah, tell well, that not, to every movie ever made. Yeah, those Get movies. Out. Hey, when they have those movies now that where the person crawls across the ceiling, oh, great. I can't go to any of that. I, love I can't it. ever see that. That's stuff. the only thing I want to see. Oh, That's why I go god. to Fez's house. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I go to Roosevelt Island. That is beautiful face salad. It's exactly. a. Oh, it is nice. I've never it? heard it called that before. Uh, that is fabulous. That is a. That is a Caesar salad right now. And he's not even talking about your mustache. No, that's what they call it. The Fez also habitually puts lettuce on his cheeks and it's Hey, who's the ghost supposed to be? Is it a specific person? I don't know. I was just started drinking. I think I have no idea. It was somebody someone tried to kill an abortion clinic wasn't there somebody tried to kill themselves or did kill themselves outside tried to jump on top of the comedy store oh a guy did jump yeah did that guy die that yeah it was a comic that wasn't getting on anymore and he went um that'd be good if more next door to the uh is that wrong no it's great we wish more people would follow this man's lead so he went to the riot house more spots for us here stood up there and jumped yeah yeah but was that isn't funny i shouldn't have made fun of that i disagree all right, I did. Wasn't it a, uh, you know, wasn't the comedy store back in the day an abortion clinic, though? Jesus, I don't know. No, I'd never heard that. I had never heard that either. I thought before it was Ciro's. 
It was Ciro. Yeah, that's right. It was Ciro's. It was Ciro's. That is true. That's what it was. It was Ciro's. It was the mob place. And they had abortions. They had. They had Sinatra's mom. Yeah. Sinatra's mom used to perform them for fetuses who couldn't pay up. Yeah. Yeah. Feet eye. Baby, what yeah. feet eye. Baby, what Listen. year were you born? <laughs> Louis Anderson's in, in studio with us. Levity Live in West Nyack tonight through Sunday. Yeah. And the twenty fifth anniversary special DVD at LouisAnderson.com. Jay Moore's here tonight at the Borgata. Uh uh-uh. uh. No? Louie, I'm here just no, to hang out with you guys. You're at the Bagata. Tell him. Yeah. So no, yeah, promote tonight. that. And also Jay's Foxwoods is much oh, bigger. Well. Are you at Foxwoods tomorrow? I yeah. love Foxwoods. That's I a love great it room, too. isn't it? Lou was on my podcast when I was in Vegas. We oh, my God. We had so much fun. I got more beautiful uh, comments about that podcast. It, was really it is the fun. most, it seems to be like the most interactive, not like washing my own balls, but it seems like to be the podcast, like when you go on it, people on social media are like, I listen to it. Yes. Well, you can speak from experience. Yes. Like people, You know, people just, they let you know what they like. They said beats, beats can't. I got beats. a thousand beats. Very positive, thing. positive, yeah, positive. Yeah, very positive. You, you have a good, whatever vibe you're putting out. Trying to be like him. Yeah, that's, that's a not, good vibe. That's, that's, yeah, that's what not is a that, joke. love vibe? It's a love vibe. Yeah. It's nothing but love. Yeah, you can tell. Every yeah. word love. I've mm-hmm. ever said on my podcast, I'm trying to sound like Ron Bennington. But Even see, saying podcast. Ron Bennington. Podcast. Jay Moore's got a podcast. Podcast. Fuzzy. Fuzzy's a Podcast. <laughs> Uh, you know, your wife is so funny. Yeah. Have you guys ever funny. gone on stage and, you know? No, she won't go on stage or she doesn't want to do too many public things because, you know, like the tabloids will say like she ruined her face and she hasn't done it, had anything Stop done. Stop it. Well, really? You, yeah. So it's like a mind fuck when, you're, you, when you make ETVs. 25 worst plastic surgery disasters of all time. When you're number 11 on that list and you've had nothing done on my children's eyes. She said nothing done. And that's like a real mind. Like you go to CVS and there's photographers there because you live in like Santa Monica, California. It's like, I know I was going to have to put makeup on. They're going to say my face is all ruined and all that. So she's very private. And, but that's she too writes, bad that she let that gets on. That's how could good. it not? Yeah, of course, it's no good. I agree with you. When it's you know because people, so I mean, funny. it's upsetting. She's so funny and fast. Yeah, she writes, very funny. She writes half my act easily. She does way more writing than I do. And anything I tag after that, it, I would never have had that in my head if it wasn't for her saying, you should talk about how couples that stay together for a long time, it's because they have similar hates. You don't have to have anything in common if they have similar yeah. hates. And that's now like a 15-minute thing. It's a thread through the whole show. Similar like, hates. Similar hates. The couple that hates together loves show. together. Similar hates. We're going to so make great. similar hates today. With Louie and Jay. Yeah. But I hate Brussels sprouts. We're going to start with them. I hate them. <laughs> no, she's hilarious. Like yeah. She's wicked funny and smart. I met her when she was seven. That's right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. She's she was doing story. a show on the Warner Brothers lot, right? Yeah. And then her and her mom, my mom invited her and her mom to into the limo I had for my sitcom I was taping a pilot because they couldn't get in because there was an age thing. Yeah. And so we got them in. And I never knew who she was. And later, she, when I met her with Jay, she told me the story. And it was such a sweet story about my mom being that nice person. It was really sweet, the whole thing. My mother-in-law raised my wife like comedy veal. Like, she'd come, at seven years old, she'd play, like, Let's Get Small by Steve Martin. Right. And they would watch Louis' 
uh, special where he does the drunk is encore as a drunk like I want beats like the guy at the diner just <laughs> irate I, you had him last time there's always a guy who orders that stuff beats no beats <laughs> hashtag beats get the manager out here uh, it's, uh, it's, your old family was my old family <laughs> an apology <laughs> so they my wife was raised like comedy veal so the comedy my, veal sounds hot yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. It's my All thing. Right. I'll use yeah. it later. Listen. I, I, comedy Bill. It's my hotel room bed, not yours. Stay tuned right after this. There's mm. Comedy Bill. Side of egg salad. Eggs <laughs> outside. <laughs> String salad. cheese. Hey, what yeah. the fucking veal, this guy. So, yeah, my wife was raised like veal, and then she was filming a pilot at seven years old, and then uh, they found out Louie was next door, and they couldn't get in. And then Louie came by in a limo, and wave to them because he's like the mayor's the <laughs> nicest guy in the world and he's like what are you guys doing and they're like we can't get into your show and doors open when just like he said my wife and uh, my mother-in-law jump into louis limo and they like sat with louis mom during the entire taping they're like yeah, louis was, was like so it's sweet. okay they're with me see that would be so weird to me because like television was so far away from my world like you know what i mean so to actually see people who were on television yeah. when i was a kid yeah yeah just, yeah yeah same here yeah me. That you know, would, would right, have been, yeah. been bigger than life. My wife's big thing is I don't sleep with comics. I marry him. Oh, there was Bobcat before me, and then it was me. Like she said, like, did she marry Bobcat? I didn't. Well, if they're, I guess comics. Eight, yeah, yeah, eight years. They were engaged. They're engaged for about eight years. Yeah. And then the, he left her, and then I met her five weeks after I was a guest on Las Vegas, and my character asked her character to marry him. Oh. And that day, I said, "Do you want to go out on a date?" I was I was so oh, fascinated by her because first thing I did is I said, "Do I look right down the barrel?" Like that's that's like the stupidest thing to get any like girl <laughs> actor like, "Oh my god, he's so funny!" And my wife completely deadpan goes, "Yeah," she goes, "Big mouth, dead eyes." That's what she said to me. She goes, yeah. I go, do I look right down the barrel? I mean, the, for the listener, like look into the camera. She goes, "Yeah," but big mouth, dead eyes. Like, just without even, like, cracking a smile, and I'm like, whoa. Like, that was, like, some high heat. Like, that was a 96-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball. Like, this is fucking double-A? Holy shit. And then um, I go, and then I said it again. Like, she can't be this smart. I go, just like, uh, you know, like, Pee-wee's big. And then before I got Adventure out, she went, paging Mr. Herman, like, in my face, like, real. And I was like, all right, I'm in love. This is yeah, crazy. Yeah. She's doing Pee-wee Herman impressions. And then I uh, wanted to go out with her. And I was willing to not ever have sex with this person and be the guy she calls to complain that another guy isn't fucking her right. I was going to be that guy that picks up the phone. Uh, like, I didn't care. I just wanted her in my life. I didn't care at any uh. capacity. I was going to be the assistant, uh, the guy she complains to, like, hey, that guy, you know, I, I was willing to be yeah. that guy. She was. It was like seeing a deer in the woods. You get like, oh my God, don't make it run away. And I was willing to Shoot do it. Shoot it. No one would ever think that about him. No. You're a real romantic. Yeah, you know, I think that people, I think he's one of the more interesting people out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's Me? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think, I think a lot of people may, you know, not get you, but that's their problem. Or won't get you. Even some that get yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. But future, I mean, you know, like you hear you. this and you just, every time you get together with Jay, there's another story like this and they're always beautiful. He is a big romantic. And a very good kisser. Damn straight. <laughs> That's great. 
That's great. Thank you. Now, uh, I heard on ONA you want to have more kids, too, right? Fuck, yeah. I want to, I want to be like uh, that nutty family. The Duggars, they have one like every year. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's a weird, that's a weird deal. You're that's not dresses. normal. And they get to go on the Today Show to announce it? That's yeah. not, what do you think their surprise and counting. Another kid, you idiot. 19. <laughs> Another 19, kid. 19 and they counting. They had abortion. That's their thing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. We can't. Yeah. We can't we're suddenly pro-choice. We Decided to do a late-term abortion. Yeah. Uh, We're putting some up for adoption. Yeah. With the Mexico Listen, for we've it. had it with these kids. But, you know, like, if you're going to even make dresses for your kids, take a fucking class. I mean, those dresses look like shit. Those dresses look awful like potato sacks. Nelly from Little House on the Prairie dresses. <laughs> they don't exist. Are they Mormon sky- dresses, do you think? Yeah, Mormon kind dresses, of. Right? Yeah. Those are creepy. They yeah. just Not went- Mormons. Mormons we love. Yeah. Do we? I do. I don't know any, really. Let me tell you something. I used to shove a lot of shit in that direction, and then you go to Salt Lake City. It's spotless. They're nice. It's the nicest people. Like, like you're in the green room, and the wife of the booker's like, I brought you two. I don't know what kind of pie you like, so I bought four. (laughs) And you're like, well, I'm a fucking pig, so this is going to be great. (laughs) They're like, do you need anybody to watch? Literally, the guy uh, that owns the club in Salt Lake City, his wife goes, "Uh, do you need anybody to watch your kid while you're here? Yeah. She's do you want really us, nice. Do you want me to watch the boys? So wife, wife, yeah, Keith yeah. Stubbs' wife goes. Do you want me to watch your kids so you guys can go out and have a good time? So sweet. And I was like, oh my god, they got this, and it's beautiful. So yeah, like they're really nice people. But that's you not know, Rodney's wife was a, is a Mormon. Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Let me tell you something. I saw Rodney at the Laugh Factory when he was so old. His wife was upstairs at the Laugh Factory, and she would uh, tell him the jokes into a mic like this. Like me and my dad used to play hide and go fuck myself, <laughs> and it would like be a delay, and he'd hear it in his IFP in his ear, and he'd go, "Me and my dad used to play hide and go fuck yourself," and she'd go, you know, she would just do all of his jokes, <clears throat> and we, I was really hammered, and I walked by, and I grabbed her sides like uh and like i pinched both of her sides never matter i just walked up behind her and i pinched both of her sides and she goes Ooh! and like a second goes by and rodney's on stage he goes no insane jay moore and louis anderson <laughs> sitting in with us today i'm just glad to be in this room with you guys a lot of good oh, energy this man is funny as hell this is nice Louis Take Anderson. him to the zoo, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Louis is going to be at Levity Live tonight in West Nyack. That's tonight through Sunday. At the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And go to louisanderson.com for the brand new 25th anniversary special DVD. I'll tweet that out uh, today. Is it it's available right now? Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? I'll tweet it right now. Everybody right. should get it. All right. Louis CK. Ah, uh, the other Louis. Fucking biting your name. I could have walked around as Louis the rest of his life. Yeah. Not cause a ruckus. Now we got to categorize our Louis. I don't know I'm saying that as Sam Waters. Do your Louis C.K. impression. Just a <laughs> fucking man with shit, and I sit on my asshole with hands and feet and fucking bald and fa- fuck Sarah Palin's fucking shit turd tit with a fucking heartbeat and fucking things. There's a fucking paper bag on a table, and I fuck it. AIDS. <laughs> oh, Gervais just there's came lo- in. There's a lot of Gervais it I can't say because now in the age of the internet, someone will isolate that and I will yeah. no longer be employed by Clear Channel Communications. Oh, yeah, you gotta be careful. But if they want to just isolate the word AIDS, that's yeah. fine. I have that's to disconnect it. I'm just a fucking man <laughs> sitting in fucking shit. 
<laughs> fucking big fucking go to the fucking store with my kids that suck. Ah! And then Ricky Gervais was laughing like a loon and everything. It was great. It was hysterical. What was uh, that story? I didn't know. I'm, well, uh, Ricky was in there. The, he was in the audience? No, he was here. We were all hanging out together. Oh. And Jay got a little, I think he got a little jealous because those two were having their own kind of little bromance. Yeah. Well, of I'll, I'm nothing if not honest. Of course mm -hmm. I was jealous because you want to be, if you're a sophomore, you want to hang out with the seniors. And mm -hmm. it became very clear from the moment they came in that they were the seniors. Yeah. And it was me, Ronnie, Opie, and Jimmy. Anthony was out, and none of us could land a joke. Like, we were being shunned. <laughs> like, how small is that runway? That Ron Bennington, Jay Moore, Louis C.K., uh, sorry, uh, Opie and uh, Jim Norton can't land a fucking joke on the run. Like, everything we said, nothing. And they would say jokes to each other, and like, <laughs> ah, did you just say AIDS? And that's not boring, man. How many people have you offended? Just one you with your fucking British shit fuck face cock AIDS. Well, I'm glad you're over it. <laughs> no, he asked me. He's like, go. You guys are jerks. Let me tell you something right now, your man. Kid, love you, your huh? kid was born like. Right after that, if I remember, right? Yeah. And May, Mayday. Mayday. Yeah. He's fucking huge. If you go to my Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram.com slash Sports, he looks... Fez will love this. Exactly like Axel Jim Duggan. Oh, nice. that's great. He's sitting at his high chair eating, and everyone's like, why don't you give him like a, a, a regular fork? And I'm like, no, that's a regular fork. He's the world's biggest baby. It's amazing. He's he's People go like, uh, look at this one here. This one. He's gigantic, no, you're right. Look at fucking half. Woo! Oh, man. He's fucking huge. Oh, Look at the guns on him. He's amazing. He's amazing. Oh, the contempt in his eyes. Meredith what about Daniel. the contempt, though, he has? No, you know why? Is I, uh, no no oh, joke. You? See the, the edge of the plate right there? Yeah. He's done with his lasagna. He's waiting for a second plate of lasagna. <laughs> and he needed a little, he needed some hitching to get, it was a hitching to giddy up. I wasn't bringing it fast oh, enough. Oh, my God. And he's literally looking like, where the fuck is the rest of the lasagna? Yeah. Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram if you He's want great. to see pictures of me. I think a little boy with long hair is the coolest thing in the whole world, you know, because it's just, it looks like every, like, it's Lost Boys at that point, yeah. you know? I know. And then you cut it, and they give him a cookie, and yeah, everything's lost. That. It's all this. I, I miss it. Now he's got short hair, and he just looks like a kid. Granted, a nine-year-old. You know Brad Williams, the comic? He's a midget. He's very funny. And he came to my house to do my podcast. He drives a Mini Cooper, because, I mean, if you're going to do it, why not go all the way with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he drives a Mini Cooper. Me and the baby are playing soccer in the front yard, and they're the exact same height. Because he's like, wow. the baby's a giant. And Brad Williams gets out of his car, and my babies they're like nose to nose, staring at each other. And I could see my son is just thinking, how the fuck did this kid get a car? <laughs> like it took him <laughs> it took him about 20 minutes he just stared at him like he was at an exhibit because was this kid with like designer jeans he's tying his own shoes he's talking on a phone like he thought brad williams the super evolved three-year-old <laughs> his little designer jeans 
So, what age are you going to start being afraid for yourself? You know that you'll. He's uh, he walks in the light. He's all right. He's good yeah. inside. He's a good baby boy. Both my boys are just murderers. Roddy, eleven year olds a brown ball. Jackie just got his. Brown is that ball. right? Yeah. So you gotta like, be careful. It is the age. I said to my wife, I go, we might want him to tap out at Brown, and she goes, why? I go, because when he's sixteen, I won't be able to hold him down and say, get the shit together, yeah. without getting a shot to my throat. <laughs> you know, because I'll walk in on his karate class and I'm like, all right, at least I can grapple. And now they're teaching him like grappling and karate. I'm like, all right, now I'm out. He's going to kick the shit out of me. But you know what I do? As I get the baby, and we'll be like a tag team. We'll do ultimate heel turns, and we'll put a chair over my own kid's head. <laughs> <laughs> you like that feeling? Does, like, does it look just like him? Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Well, Hacksaw was, what was his big thing? Oh. Two, oh. Yeah, yeah. two by four with the shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah he had the, the board for no apparent reason. Yeah, just giant two no by four. No apparent reason. Yeah, there was no reason for yeah, the board. Yeah, but he didn't need to be carrying it. Yeah. You know, we did a flag match. <laughs> I forgot this. Years ago, uh, I was on Hacksaw's side, and I carried the American flag. And Fez was on... <laughs> whose side were you on? The Canadian strongman, Dino Bravo. And I carried the uh, uh, Quebec flag. Now, this is really before even the cave fave was, like, Heel. you know, out there. So, like, on the air, I just would, like... We found out we are going to do this, and I just went like this. You know, Fez, I'm really getting sick of you bringing up Canada to me all the time. And he would just, like... <laughs> Canada's so much better than the United States. By the time we got there, when we went out, I'm with Hacksaw, and the roar in that crowd. You've it was like the Rolling Stones. And then Fezes came out and they booed him so much as he was a Canadian and they chanted USA at him, right? Screaming was, at me. And this is the funniest thing because Fez really knew wrestling a lot. So he like acts like he's holding his ears and it was hurting him. They sang the, the American uh, national and it put me in writhing pain. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh, the excitement level, I don't know. But I don't know if there's anything oh, in show business anywhere that pops as big as what they do for that. They go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was recently at the TNA. Is that what it is? Yeah. TRN. It's an S. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> it's TRN, I Sorry. think. Isn't that, which one is TNA is wrestling. TNA Impact T Wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was still shocked at how crazy, because I was a big wrestling fan with... Uh, you know, uh, Vern Gagne and Crusher. Oh, Minnesota. Oh, they, yeah. All Minnesota. So, yeah, they, yeah, they were, Chicago and you know, Minnesota. Mad Dog Vashon. That was AWA? Haystacks, yeah. Calhoun. You know, and the we Bruiser were... Bruiser and the Crusher. Yeah. Haystacks. It's 600 pounds. Right. It was Haystacks. Yeah. They did the big splash. I love it. Oh, I remember. I loved it, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I just thought it was the greatest when I was a kid, and Didn't then it? I went out. But it says it's seriously, people are mad. Yeah, they're, they're like they kick well, at the wrestlers and. They, they they try to go after him a little bit. Like we didn't have that. They would do that screaming USA USA chant for Hacksaw even when he was fighting against other American wrestlers. Yeah, they would just still cheer on well, both men our in favorite the, in American. The, yeah, the guys in the squared circle knew who was the most patriotic, and they used it to <laughs> their advantage. <laughs> And the other guy could put his hands up, like, but, well, I'm from USA. But I kind of think like it's like Rocky Horror. Like, they know they're supposed to oh, yeah. be crazy about it, you know? Like, they know. 
And the, that room just popped. And when Fez did that thing, man, it was the funniest <laughs> shit I ever saw in my You're life. You're killing me with my own national anthem. Yeah. What was it? What movie was that where would the thing would come on? Uh, with Chewbacca, they played something that freaked him out in uh, Star Wars, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time, Fez? Uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, More than Flair? Yeah, yeah I, I go back and forth, but there are my two absolute favorites. Dusty was the one from when I was a kid. Yeah. Flair, I really appreciated more as an adult, but Dusty was the guy when I was a kid. I never got into Dusty Rhodes. It was, it was, it was just a hard... I don't know why. I was in Jersey, and I used to drive my bike to Caldwell, New Jersey, because they sold Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I'd see, like, those standings. But it was, like I was just watching WWF and right. WOR in New Jersey, but like Louis said in, in Fez, that's why I was like that was AWA because it'd be like the AWA yeah. rankings, and yeah. I'm like, who's the boogie woogie man? Who are these people? And they would bleed more than <laughs> yeah. they get on so the much more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wrestler num wrestler number two, <laughs> and there's like parts <laughs> unknown, and right. you're like, whoa, like nobody even knows who this guy is. Yeah. Like the suspension of disbelief Doesn't was so right. It was I. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> you gotta tell. I, Show some license. What anthem do I sing when he comes in? Here's a really ironic, almost sad thing, but about Vern Gagne. You know who he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. AWI champion forever, the world champion. He was, he was in a, you know, assisted living home, and he body slammed one of the residents and killed him. Wow! I find that fight slammed his head into the floor. I find that hilarious. Wow. I don't find that sad at all. Well, I know, but there's it's one of the funniest guy. You totally misled me on that. I'm like, that's one of the best stories I've ever heard in my the life. The other patient's not in on the gimmick. No, yeah. but you know what? In his last days, he you took, took his my pudding. He took his life back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah. He took his life back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. In a blast of sanity, yeah, he's he put like the belt back on. Oh. Woo! You know, as if I'm already not the luckiest person in the world. Jim Norton is here now. Jim, hey. Hey. You want to talk to him? You talk to him. He'll kill me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Get on the ride, he says. <laughs> I don't want to get on the ride. No, I just came in to say hi to Louie, and I walk in, and someone's getting slammed to death's door. I'm like, wow, did I pick a shitty time to walk in? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Vern Gagne, the wrestler. When he was like, he had, like, dementia in an assisted living home, and he just picked up, like, a nurse and fucking body slammed oh, him and yeah, killed yeah, him. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's not sad at all. I love Louie. You changed my life. If it wasn't uh, for you, I never would have met Dice. If I never, no, no, I'm only going to be up for a minute because I have an interview to go on another channel. I never would have met Dice. I've never met Dice and never met Opie and Anthony. I love, love Louis Anderson. You changed oh, my life. Thank you so much. By putting me on your show. Thank you so much. That was a great show. What show we was this? We had a lot of fun. The Comedy well, Showcase, right? Yeah, in the Santa Monica Pier, yeah. I think you shot that. That was a lot of... I just love shooting those. You know, Nick Swartzen was on it. Uh, um, you were on it. Uh, what's that? Mitch Hedberg. At least 20 wow, people were great. on it. Rich Voss. I went out there with yeah. Rich Franchese. Oh, that kind of drops off at the end there. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Jim Norton, Dice, Nick Swartzen, Mitch Hedberg, Rich Voss. No, I went out there. I shared a room with uh, with uh, Rich Franchese, myself, Jim Florentine, and Lenny Marcus. And we were all doing the show, four of us, in the yeah. old uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, not Be what's, what's the montage? It was or the... Uh, uh, what's the yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, but was it down on the pier? That was where the show was. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's uh, Lenny R Bruce's room. Lenny Bruce uh, originally uh, played in that room. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was a so great game. It had man. a really good vibe in that room. Yeah, and Patty, your opener, yeah. or, or the warm up girl, yeah. was, was Andrew's opener. Irish right. guy? 
patty. Yeah. Patty opener. No, it was a. It was Sorry, a, eight seconds went by where I wasn't the focus of attention. I freaked out. That's all right. I understand. You lasted longer than I thought you would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday when Mindy Kaling came in, I actually had to leave. I no. made myself leave, and Opie goes, Don't stay. And I go, Well, if Mindy Kaling's here, you know, whenever I'm in with a guest, I suck all the attention away from the guest. Right. And Opie goes, You think? <laughs> and I go, All right. But it was all in good fun and love. So yeah, look, at this, look at this love fest today. Jimmy just yeah. made it better. He just yeah, made it better. Best. Nice. Yeah, I didn't Very know nice. that uh, Louis was here today. I happened to come back for uh, for an interview, and then Iraq said that uh, Louis said hi to me. No reason to tell you that. <laughs> no, are, you doing, are you doing backspin? <laughs> you doing backspin on uh, the shade? You, what show are you doing? No, for my Aussie's Boneyard show, I'm interviewing Billy Morrison for tonight. Who I like a lot. Well done, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to give a few facts about myself and really ruin the interview. <laughs> well, for no, I else. asked you. So <laughs> no, I know that, but I could have just said I just I could have shortened it, but I decided to talk for a little Backspin longer. Backspin is a hip. I think it's great oh. that you come in and you you know always remind Louis what he did for you. That I time haven't too. seen Louis very much since then. That's the last really time I saw you in Montreal, the last time, right? Right, and mm -hmm. uh, and I think in Vegas when I was opening for Andrew, oh, I would yeah, see yeah, you once yeah, in a while because yeah. you guys were close and we would always stop and see yeah, Louis. I'm, I'm close with Andrew. I love Machine, and I watched you with Kareem. I enjoyed you very much on that. Oh, thanks. In the pool. Thank you very much. I like Kareem. Was he difficult? No, not to, he and I got along really oh, yeah. great. He's, he's a, a he would just guy. not do certain things, you know, pandering things to people. Oh, really? Like when people would, they would, when it was bo like repetitious stuff, he goes, I get it, I get it, I get it. I got, got 18,000 points. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know I repetition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm versed in repetition. Yeah, I got Look 18, the box yeah, score. Yeah. I got all the points. Well, what did Louis do with Kareem? Oh, they did that the show? The diving show. The diving show. Yeah. Oh, of course. He and I dove to, we did a dive together. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't see that one. It was good. It was, I was a little off and, well, he's so tall, you know, I go, when do I fall? When you're halfway falling? Do I fall first? <laughs> huh? Kareem? When, huh? My, when my head hits the pool, huh? you jump. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that when he dove, you know, he has 17 feet of water to dive into. He, he would always touch the bottom. Which, you know, is yeah. pretty cool. That's I'm pretty sure he does that when he defucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know repetition. My, my guy is outside, but I just want to All say right, hello to you, man. So I'm so happy to see you. Great, great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. so sweet of you. Look at this great. Look at the hugs. Aww. So much you look great. You. you lost a lot of weight. Thank you, man. What a sweet person. We don't like yeah, to talk is. to Jim about his weight loss. He's you know very that, upset about it. He does? He had a bad You're just bad lying, illness. right? No, he lost it. No, I'm kidding. Oh. oh you know, the great thing is, is that... <laughs> I've seen those rumors, too. So I'm like, are you sure? Oh, I forgot, yeah, I oh, forgot really? Jimmy's lifestyle. Oh, no. oh. Jimmy's very uh, high-risk <laughs> behavior. But such a great guy. Such a nice He's and great. genuine human being. Very yeah. nice of him to stop by. You know, that's what I learned from, uh, you know, my mom. That Jimmy's a great guy? No, be nice to people. Yeah, you know, I, I, I said on your podcast, be nice to people. You don't know how their day went. Yeah, you never know. Every situation. This took me a long time, right? Yeah. Every time you walk into a room, you have no idea what bullshit that room, people in that room are putting Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Right before you it's walk strange. in, somebody is on the phone with their mom, like, yeah. you know, you want your father to die of cancer? Yeah. And then you walk in, like, hey, look at these fucking assholes, yeah. and then they don't like you for the rest of their life. You know, one of my favorite things. Uh, Louis Anderson ever did was about his mom. We were talking about getting the ice cream, and your mom would always go, "I have peach." Just there yeah, was this yeah. really light thing. I have peach. Yeah, you know, I think she's always <laughs> understated. I got a lot of my comedy from. Yeah, one of my favorite things to ever do was Hollywood Squares with my mom. Yeah, she made me look like I was th th third banana. That's great. <laughs> I though. did. I was. Cr I crumbled. 
<laughs> really? You know? I, yeah, because you know it's my mom, and I went, my God, she got a huge laugh. Beyond Hollywood Square, she goes, well, you know, Louis like to eat, but just the way she said it, you know. And I just went, this is where I got that delivery. I thought I was, I thought I was funny. Wait a minute. Oh, that's peach. Yeah. And then was my dad, your dad, one more garlic. Just give me garlic. Yeah. Can you bite it? Yeah, so garlic. It so licorice. Funny. Yeah. I think it was was it garlic or licorice? I don't know. I did and probably both. But I remember thinking, like, oh, that's true. When you're a kid, you're like, my mom's is too weird and sweet. My dad is too awful. What is wrong with them when they could just get chocolate? Yeah. Just get peach chocolate. and licorice. <laughs> ah, peach. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Bro. No, I want you to do it, please. No, I was just going to say, it's exactly where we get every single thing we say. Mm. It Whether is, we right? want to admit it or not, it's yeah. coming from whoever raised us. That's why when you're a great parent like you are, that will be really important. Nobody is. Blow my I cover, mean, man. You know, it's really important. It's every single thing you say and every single thing you have. You're just, you're either denying it or you're embracing it. Right. It's, yeah, it is. It's one way or another. You behave a certain way because you're running towards what you were sh like your mom's delivery. Like yeah. you're running towards that, or you do your stand up in a certain way because you're running from my dad's brutality. My dad was completely indifferent to my existence. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, just oh, he well, loved that, me. Loved you know, me that's very a, much. That makes a lot of difference to a comic. Indifference is one of the driving forces. He just wanted to sit in a book, sit in a chair, and sit in a book and read a chair. You ever hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit in a chair and read a book. And I would go, I would, I would trace Sports Illustrated covers because I was like six. I couldn't draw on. And I would be like Elway throwing a pass. And I would write, Dear Dad, I will throw the winning touchdown for you. And I would hand it, I would sign it like an autograph. And when I went to give it to him, he'd say, You're in my light. Oh. Uh. And I would just go back to the drawing board. I was like, you do know, another one. I, I have like an a... in my light joke with my dad. Really? He goes, uh, he'd blame me when he'd hit his knuckle on something underneath the car. And he'd go, get out of my light. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd look down at the jack and I'd think, college or prison. Good night, everybody. We do got a break. Uh, thank you so much thank for coming so in. Thank you so much. What, what we, we're both leaving at the same time. I, I got to go. I got to get yeah. to AC before the traffic okay. starts. I hope you I'll go. Where you got to go again. now? Yeah, Hang we'll out. Do that. Is the, is I want to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I want to sleep a little bit. Tired. I'm old. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Oh, Ron Dog. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. You know when sitcoms do clip shows from previous episodes? Yeah, well, it's kind of like that. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. This will be... Fez show. 
Part of the Thanksgiving best ofs is feels like the first time feels like the very first time. Oh, you know that's good. That's kind of rock. To show how much you, what you mean to me. Because it's just the woman in you. Give us some rock. It brings out the man in me. I know I can't help myself. You're Must be tired. It's a good song. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's no urgent. (laughs) Or cold as ice. Uh, Chris, you put together something uh, that is basically just uh, the first time. Yeah, the first time. Did our our show together. Do you. uh, Please stop rocking so hard. Thanks. Uh, Do you remember. Everybody's first time of doing the show? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I rarely do. I got it. And if I don't remember, I can just search my e- email to see one exact Do you comments. know the first time meeting people, whether you're going to like them or not like them? I I think I do, but it, it's really crapshy with me. There's people that I've met for the, fir- like the first time I met them, and I thought, this guy's an asshole, and I ended up becoming good friends with them. And there's other people who thought, oh, this guy's going to be great, and I ended up disliking them. I can't trust my first gut reactions. So that's why for me, like that first time coming in, it's 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 weird. Like, am, is this person gonna be great, or am I gonna hate them? And will that change? How about you, Fez? Can you tell the first time? I you I feel like for the most part, I can tell whether I'm gonna like or dislike a person. My problem is that if I dislike a person right from the beginning, it's a little hard to change it up down the road. I'll immediately dislike them the second time I meet them and not even and have trouble thinking that maybe that first time was the anomaly. I know me and my friends when we all met each other growing up, we had fist fights the first time we met. Every Yeah. Sometimes it's like maybe you just had to test it out, you know? Yeah. But and then those guys end up becoming my best friends for life. It's weird how that works. There's definitely been people that I fucking hated and have Guy in altercations with and end up like I don't know why it happened, but then they were friends. They say that if you end up truly hating someone, it's because they're like you. Wow. Yeah. That's like sometimes I'll say to Obama, "Don't you see how ISIS is just like you, dude? You both live in the desert. You both behead people. Why are you fighting? Look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror." Guess what? That's not a mirror. That's ISIS you're looking at. Oh, my God. Oh, my Muslim God. (laughs) Oh, Muhammad. Praise you. you. They would cut your head off just for saying that. That's that's a bit much. I just yelled out, oh, Muhammad. By the way, if they cut your head off, they better bring lunch. Because getting that big melon off... (laughs) That's going to be like cutting through a redwood. Good luck, you terrorist sons of bitches. All right. You feel like you're in good enough shape. (laughs) 
They call those four guys the Beatles. Try it. You know, when I first met Fez, I hated his guts. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, everyone did. But then after I got to know him for a while, I seriously started to hate his guts. Oh, good. So, you never know, you know? You can change. That's why I'm saying I'm Obama and ISIS. You, if I can change, and then he can change, and they can change, and you can change. She's familiar. Then maybe we can all change. You got any change? Give yeah. me some change. It's really eyes I uh, searched ISIS and a, fuck, a picture of Messi came up. For yeah, some he's in it. I, what? Yeah. Why was he playing for them in the World Cup? Because he's changed. Oh. Ch 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 changes. Two chains. <laughs> my favorite rapper. Let me tell you something. My favorite rapper hasn't even fucking been born yet. That's where this industry is going. No. This is, feels like the first time. Let's have it the first time someone come on the show. This isn't feels like the third time that we're going to put Joe Mackey on. It's Monday, and you've already destroyed feels like the first time week. No, look. This is the first time Joe Mackey came on by himself. That's crazy. No, it's not. That's crazy it makes total to act sense. like that makes sense. It makes total sense. First time, Joe, first time we met Joe Mackey solo. No, you don't meet someone solo. Yes, you do. You know, I met the first time I met Fez. Yeah. Uh, he was with like a crowd of people, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. One of them was a midget. Wow. Um, I didn't say to him like four weeks later, oh, pleased to meet you. Before you were in a crowd, and this is the first time we met because you're solo. Oh, you know why I didn't say that? Why? Because that would be insane. <laughs> it wouldn't be insane. That's they would have put me in Arkham Asylum. You get one on one time. This no our- one ever says this is the first time I've met you without a midget. No one ever says that. Well, we're saying it today because this is the first time we met Joe Mackey without Sam Morell, his partner from the Sam and Joe show. Yeah, that midget. <laughs> and I heard he was coming in with Gidget. And I was like, oh, God, I'd love to meet her. Nope. Midget. That sucks. Don't be a racist of height. <laughs> I'm just saying, it would have been cool for Gidget to come in. You get us off track, dude. I apologize. But just so seriously, this is the first time Joe Mackey came in. By himself, first yeah, time. Yeah, and we're not doing first time people came in by themselves. We're doing feels like the first time. You ever hear of Farner writing a band? Feels like the first time I ever met you by yourself? Oh, because that's not meeting. I already met you. That's a B-side. You didn't know that. Well, Chris. Yeah? You screwed up the whole week. No, the week is still strong. Because look, then we can go later on, not this best of. First later time we, on. Let, first Take time it we, easy. <laughs> first time we meet J- Sam and Joe. We got that in our pocket now. Since, Did we ever have Sam on alone? No, we haven't. Hmm. So we've never really met him. Thank you, Fez. Yes! That makes you look like an asshole. No! Fez just burnt you with a short one. He's short blast in the fucking throat. No. <laughs> He's making my point for me. Oh, God. No, I'm straight. He's making his point for you. He's mocking you. That's, I don't see it as mocking. I see it as... That's, be- the, that's the greatest thing of how stupid you are. I feel really sharp today. Yeah. You've never been fucking... You're sharp as a bowling ball. 
That's how sharp you are. You're jagged. I'm fine with that also. What, bowling ball? Sharpness? A jagged bowling ball. It's pretty cool. Swallow it down. It's a jagged little pill. Into your gullet. Whatever happened to that girl? That was a monster first album for her. She was, uh... Stop trying to grab everything I'm saying. Goes to show that you're tired and wired. It's Monday. It's the start of a bad week. I'm sorry, folks. We're not here. Chris Stanley has put this together. It's a filing cabinet of uh, of foolishness. I think it's a database of dankness. Yes, me. Mm. I like that. Well, don't worry, Don. We got a database of dankness coming your way. See? Everyone's going to love it. Shelby, why are we here cutting this? Out of love. That's right. Love for the listeners, love for our fellow man. That's right. This holy Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. This is us giving thanks to you, the listener. Love and lust. Love, love, love. That's why Joe Mackey's solo, first time we met him solo, is coming up next. Mm. Trust me. Well, I do trust you. Good. And I'll tell you this, as bad as this is from the concept, <laughs> I do love the Joe Mackey. Who doesn't love Joe Mackey? Well, I know, the judges from Less Comic Standing. And the voting... Audience. Oh no, the audience didn't vote on that today. Yeah, it was all judges. <clears throat> all judges were able to boot him off of primetime television and give it to Rodman. Dennis Rodman? No, this guy's just Rodman and he has leather shirts. He was my dark horse to win. Mm, all right. Looks like a bet finally came through for me, huh? At the expense of Joe Mackey. All right. Let's throw it. The first time we ever met him alone, not with someone else. It's Joe Mackey. Feels like the first time we've ever met you alone. This is the best of Ron and Fez. My God, look who just walked in studio with us. Big trouble. Big trouble. How you you are big trouble. I'm going to figure out these headphones here. Chris is going to help you figure out your headphones. Give me my stuff here for him. Because I'm going to plug away. That probably sounds bad that I don't have the headphones figured out. You No, a lot of people don't. <laughs> Joe Mackey is in uh, studio with us. The Sam and Joe Show every Sunday at Caroline's New York City, 9.30. And that poster is up. Every time I walk by there, you're getting your own poster. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Good work from neither direction. Yeah. And... All I ever see is your promos for Last Comic Standing. Yeah, we got it coming out uh, first episodes this Thursday. It's a two-hour-long uh, episode starting at 9. It is going to be interesting. It's the uh, the preliminary round of 100 comics. Now, the f- now, I know you probably can't give too much away, right? Right, right, Did right. Did you sign pages? Yes, they could sue me for... Like, a hundred times more money than I have. <laughs> so let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah. Uh, but what I notice... Uh, now, when they show you like that, some people mean, oh, that's a good sign. But then I said, is that a bad sign? Like, let's show him now, since he won't be around later. 
Well, um, you know, I I'm I'm hoping that it's a good sign. Yeah. I also think it's like uh, it's a forty second promo, and I had a six second joke. <laughs> so that's probably that's probably the best thing you want is yeah. just to, to be to be quick. But uh, either way, it's cool that people saw it. Yeah, everybody saw it. Yeah, everybody saw it because it's showing up in prime time. Now, have you heard from people at home whether they saw it or not? Yes, and uh, I wasn't because I, I signed that contract. I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Yeah. So I've been rude to people for like the last <laughs> month, not returning emails. I mean, when did you actually do that bit that showed up on TV? That's actually in the preliminary round that's coming up uh, on oh, Thursday. Thursday and, night. So we'll see you Thursday night. Yeah, it's it's going to be something. It's going to be exciting. Is this going to be the summer of Joe? That's what we're wondering about. I say that every summer, and now it's almost <laughs> to the point where no one believes it's like the boy who cried summer of Joe. Then a lot of boys have done that. Yes. A lot of boys have cried out it's the summer of Joe and not have that happen. No no girlfriend again. No, <laughs> you know, it just it just keeps happening every summer. Now this show hasn't been on TV in a few years. It keeps getting canceled due to poor ratings. Yeah. <laughs> and yet this year I think is I love the judges. Judges are great this year. And then you got JB Smoove, who's the smoothest. Yeah. The the what's the talent like with the comics? The talent's really good this year. They did something a little different than they've done in years past. Uh, instead of having the auditions where people lined up on the streets, yeah, uh, they had invitation only uh, through uh, industry submissions. So instead of having that American Idol style right. sight gag where someone's awful and they get insulted, which never made any sense to me, because why they invite them to audition right. if they if they're looking for talent. You know, uh, well, they didn't do that with Last Comic Standing this year, so it's going to have a more positive spin on it than uh, than a lot of the te- uh, reality competitions. So you've already, like the the judges have already said something to you. Yes, they are going to say something to all the comics that uh, perform. I don't know how much they're going to be able to show because it's it's two hours and a hundred comics, so mm-hmm. you're probably only get to see a couple minutes of each comic, maybe their best bit, and then the judges. Uh, uh, witty retorts, uh, but they're good judges. We've got Roseanne Barr, Keen Ivory Wayans, and Russell Peters. And if you haven't seen Russell Peters, he's, uh, I'm sure you, you yeah, have. Yeah, I've had but, one of many times, and he's hysterical. Yeah. And he's, um, one of the nicest guys in comedy, too. Oh, he's yeah. just a machine. To get that big off of touring alone it, is insane. insane, yeah. And, you know, to be able to travel to places all over the world the way he has. Yeah. I'm going to guess, I know you probably can't tell me. But I'm going to guess that Roseanne loved you. I can't tell you, but yeah. um, you're, you're an astute fellow, so <laughs> you know, perhaps, perhaps she did. Because I've had Roseanne on before, too. And what people don't realize is she's really a sweet, sensitive, smart, funny person that got blown up into this you know tabloid monster you know what i mean like anybody if the tabloids started writing about him their life would get pretty crazy but well, i was amazing how sweet she she's she very my impressions from having uh you know watched that uh, the first the first uh some of the prelim the yeah. judging is that she's very sweet but she she uh has her boundaries and a lot of times people say that that's you know that's uh that's ornery, but no, she doesn't want to be. She wants to say what she wants to say and right. doesn't want to be pushed around. And see, I don't think it's going to be a good year for, let's say, a misogynistic comic or someone who's even joking about that. Because with Roseanne on there, that's you know that's a place that she puts up the Dukes right away. Oh yeah, she and she doesn't uh, she doesn't like uh, 
she doesn't like the back talk. She she wants to do it, you know, her her, her own way. Uh, well, this uh, is going to be an exciting year. But uh, I thought I thought the judges were were pretty friendly, and uh, I thought the show wasn't. It was set up not to be about insulting the comics, right? You know, not saying you're bad, or it's like, hey, this isn't. Maybe you're not ready yet, or uh, I think it's going to have a more positive vibe. And I think people are tired of the. The in, everyone trying to rip each other down. You got, we get enough of that on, on my YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, <sure. So. laughs> now, who are some of the other comics in this thing? Uh, some of the other comics, I'm trying to think of... I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say... Okay, you uh, better not then. Yeah, I don't I want you to say anything that's going to cost you money. Because we'll see it by Thursday. I, Why fucking rattle the cage right now, Joe? Right, right. I, I can, they put... Uh, I, a young woman from uh, upstate New York in one of the promos, Deanna yeah. Smith, and she's she's very funny. Uh, she's unbeatable right now. Yeah, you're gonna find you're gonna see some comics you haven't seen. You're gonna see some uh, you're gonna see some uh, what I consider legends of the game. Uh, really, you'd be surprised. Uh, are, are are actually competing? Uh, I was I I guess like comedy. It's so hard to find an audience these days, unless you're on a, a sitcom or a, uh-huh. a show that. Uh, I think it's worth people's while to to compete. So you're saying some guys with some real weight, some guys with some history, are doing this show. There's a there's a few heavy hitters that I was like, wow. Is one of them Bob Newhart? Is he going to be Bob Newhart? Uh, not not in addition to not returning my phone calls, is not on last comics. Too bad, because I think he'd win. I really do with that phone bit. Oh. Now, now, do you oh, have a, You've got to do new material every time you come out there. If you know. If you go to the end, you're going to have to eat up a lot of material. Yes, uh, that's why it really benefits. I think it benefits the older comics who have been in the game right. for a long time. And another thing I could probably say is that uh, I think uh, the industry forgets about older comics or is not interested in them because they're older. Right. It's, I, I, I hear headliners say, oh, my Carson credit is, is old. No one cares. I'm like, you right. did Carson. That's amazing. And I kind of thought... When I saw who the uh, the the hundred uh, preliminary comics were, I thought, "Hey, they gave everybody a chance," w- which is kind of refreshing. Yeah. Uh, You're just positive about this thing, Joe. Well, I, I thought they did they did they did a lot of things right. All right, good. And I'm the, excited to hear. It's like comedy. If you win like a singing show, you can just like win and then sing any song. But if like you win last comic standing with like you know a good short amount of time, then and if you like a you know, just a beginner, then you have to go out and, like, you've never really been in a club, so it's good to have, like, those well-established kind of people, like, that they it, had in the beginning season. Wow, yeah, that makes that long? Well, yeah, because one of the criticisms in the past, along the lines of what you said, is that as the show goes on, the jokes get worse. Sure. Because you use your best jokes up front to, yeah. to win and stay in the show, but, uh, you know, you get uh, you get uh, people who are actually national headliners and have been for quite some time. You don't have that problem so much. Well, I watched the show in the past, and I got this from Voss. If there's any chance for you to iron, make sure you do it, because Voss was always ironing on the show, and it made him famous. He became <laughs> the guy who irons. Well, they they actually uh, they cut out the whole house. Thing. You're not going to be in a house. No, no, they uh, they don't have the house anymore. Um, it's it's really focused more on the jokes and as someone who's honestly I'm not a big fan of reality TV shows because no. a lot of it is like 
It's like, hey, let's get rid of the writers and the plot and just have the sex and the anger. Yeah. But at least with this, I mean, you're going to see people who are really good at what they do tell jokes. I mean, I got to meet some comics I'd never even heard of, and I'm like, wow, that guy's funny. That guy's really good. You're doing this in L.A., right? Yeah, all of it is, is being shot in L.A. Now, do you like the L.A. audience, or does that make you a little different because you do a lot of New York stuff? Uh, I like the L.A. audience. I actually find that they're a little more patient. I think mm-hmm. the L.A. comedy scene is not as strong as it is in New York. Right. Because in New York, you can go do four or five spots a night. Uh, and, you know, maybe David Tell's going to be on that show. Right. Like, they've just seen Jim Gaffigan, and now they're going to watch you. So you better be okay. You better be ready to rock. Yeah. Uh, L.A., I mean, there's some great comedians in L.A., but uh, you can't get up as much. And there's a lot of people into stand-up comedy because their agent or manager says, you should do this. And it's not really because they love it. Keep you out there, yeah. Yeah. Keep you my- the audiences out there are a lot less Jewy than you are used to. I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> uh, but, but he's good. We're never going to cost him any money. No, <laughs> it's like it's like my goal for most days yeah. is to not get sued. <laughs> it's the weird. I can see that this is hanging on you, Joe. This is heavier than you expected. The, that or uh, a notorious anti-Semite. I don't want articles <laughs> popping up on Google with that. <laughs> so this next young comic hates Jews. Oh, and Puerto Ricans. Show hasn't even aired yet. What the fuck? Now you are looking at this. Is could be a real springboard for you. Yeah. Um. You know, one of the reasons I I said yes and I, I uh, to to doing it when my manager's like, should we submit? Should we do it? Should we yeah. try? And I was like, where else could you tell jokes in prime time? Yeah. You know. Uh, that's it, the phenomenal thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what, 9 o'clock at night? 9 o'clock at night on a national network. You just never get that kind of opportunity. No. And if you advance, that's like doing... You could maybe do five or six TV spots where you could... I mean, even Louis C.K. Get, does, does, what, four or five a year? Yeah, well, just, let's just think of this. I guarantee you that George Carlin never did comedy at 9 o'clock at night on a network. It never happened in his entire career. You know, most of his stuff was cable or, you know, the occasional Carson. Yeah, and that's kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame. You never see (laughs) stand-up. Yeah. Although, you know, to me, uh, the old variety shows, I know Maya Rudolph, is hers tonight? Tonight. It's a smart idea to bring variety back. I hope people get into it a little bit. That's I, 10 o'clock tonight. Oh, there you Okay. There's, 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 <laughs> I see over there. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Now, so the prize for Last Comic Standing, that's a half-hour project with NBC. Yes. Uh, it's a it's a half-hour development deal, and it's $250,000. Oh, um, something nice. Yeah, so I could use that money. I mean, yeah. Although... Maybe we just just tell the government well, it's like sixty thousand dollars. Here's what I like to do: if you win this, I'm going to help you invest it. Okay. Yeah. What? What? You got have any ideas right now? I, I got this thing: a diamond mine in South Africa. That'll pay off. I got a friend with a movie idea. Those things <laughs> normally put a lot of cash back in your pocket. They, they can't fail. Racehorses. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll go to the track. California Chrome. That's the way to go. Push all in on the Chrome. I heard, <laughs> heard plastics are huge. They're Pla- gonna that's really 1967. Blow up. Yeah, plastics. Pl- plastics are good. Look uh, out. I was, I'm always surprised why they advertise plastic. <laughs> you ever see those? Like they advertise cotton and pl- oh, I needed jeans, cotton. 
<laughs> like, why do they do that? Or milk, just general, just, just general milk. milk. Well, they all they all put in money together. It's like the uh, you ever see those cranberry commercials are just brought to you by this cranberry association. Yeah, which I can't get into. They will not let me in. Why What's the problem? problem? I guess I don't grow cranberries, but I'd love to because the, I don't know whether you know this, but when it's time to pick the cranberries, instead of picking, they just fill the field up with water, <laughs> the cranberries float, and then you go buy them and net them like they were crabs. And they stand in them, which, yeah. is, which is weird. It's insane. But the that way looks to farm. great, right? No, it's the perfect way to farm. Because, you know, why don't they do that with cotton? Just fill it up with water, let the cotton float nicely to the top. They should do it with chicken. What's that? They should do it with chickens. I worry about soup in that situation, Fez. Make it a monster soup. Who are you rooting for to win this, Fez? Uh, Joe Mackey. How can you not want Joe Mackey to win? Well, a lot of people don't like me out there. What? <laughs> That's true. I made a lot of enemies. I, I hear that from a lot of people. They go up a lot of marriages. Yeah, they say to me, they go... That Joe Mackey's a real son of a bitch, they'll say. Well, <laughs> we're allowed to curse, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I dropped the bitch in there. <laughs> the B word. Yeah. Um, this is going to be an exciting summer for us. Uh, Carol, you're on the Run of Fez show. Carol. Carol, New Mexico. Yeah, um, I was just listening, and um, the bit about George Carlin never being on primetime, yeah. um, doing any stand-up comedy. Uh, wasn't he on the Ed Sullivan show many, many, many years ago? Didn't he do what? Didn't he do the Ed Sullivan show? God damn it, you just proved me wrong. I just had this okay. perfect thing for Joe to feel happy about this, and I'm going to send you into the big-ass prize closet, because I guarantee you you're correct. Okay. Well, I, I'm old enough to have seen Ed Sullivan many times on Sunday nights. When I was See, younger. I'm in my early 20s. I'm what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, at, I'm Generation Y. Big-ass prize closet for you. It's actually Generation Z now. All right, all right, all right. People still hate your game show, by the way, Shelby, and called it a mess. And are blaming it on your two supervisors for not pulling it together. Were you happy how it came out, Chris? No, not at all. What would you give it? An F. It was an F. Was there anything even funny in it? No, I guess the original concept, but then that turned to not good. Fez? I give it a big F. I like bidding games better. Oh, God, you're going back to your thing. Fez spent $750 on eBay for some guy to give up on the Browns and start to cheer for the Rams, and he bought that person's love and commitment. It's a waste I, of money. I bought a human's loyalty. Uh, for seven hundred dollars? Yeah. That's that, a good deal. That's way that's way less than I paid. That's for three years, three football seasons. I, that that makes perfect. That's better investment than that racehorse. <laughs> I'm gonna invest my my sixty thousand with you. Imagine how many new fans you could buy, Fez, with that sixty and plus tell them you'll make it up to taxes later. Take the full two fifty and let's worry about taxes when April rolls around. Yeah. You know? I mean last what, minute. If I can't pay, it's <laughs> it's the same as is as, as the same situation I'd be in now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So your manager freaking out about this? Finally some payoff for Broadway Danny Rose that's Well, you know, I I think they're okay. They're they're happy that I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh the good thing is, I'm lucky. My manager's more of a long-term thinker. You get a lot of people that are just, uh, 
I guess a big compliment in this business is you're only in it for the money. Right. I'm like, oh, I want to work with that person because I also enjoy money. Yeah. Uh, but he's a very long-term thinker, so I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. I'm a long-term thinker, too, and I'm thinking about you in space. And that's all I'm saying. Maybe well, work in space. Get out of my head. I am always thinking about that. I'm a big Battlestar Galactica head. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking for you. Now, how quick before we won't even know Joe Mackey anymore? He won't return our calls. Like that. Yeah. He's going to fucking leave us. Big. That's yeah. that's not you. We're gonna have the uh, find Joe a girlfriend uh, Colin episode <laughs> coming up in July. I'm we're not gonna, yeah, we're not even gonna have to worry about that. <laughs> the women are gonna be sticking to you. Well, if it goes well, I, you know, I, ho- I hope people like it. You know, right. it's a it's a crowded field out there with television. Things get canceled every no, day. I hope. This is a luck. Trust me on this. I'm a long term thinker. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Oh, Ron, 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 Hits Channel 99.